it's Sally here. Just a quick one, just a quick one. If you like this really sweary podcast by Kalechi, sorry, Kalechi, do remember to rate and review Say Your Mind on Apple Podcasts, okay? Now for the very urban intro music. <laughs> it's the Ben's Punani woman, this baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. Every sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are gonna sip it, yo. Hard time scrolling for your long shorts. You might learn something you never know. let you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind. If you try me, baby, let's be real. At the end of your life, you won't smell paradise. I'm gonna give it all I got, yeah. If you try me, baby, I'm for real. At the end of your life, you won't smell paradise. And paradise is very nice. Hey. <laughs> hey. Can't ever get that one wrong. That's Amory. Yeah. Yes. And I loved Amory growing With up. With who? Um, the rapper. Oh, gosh. Does that matter? They're all black. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Just, just any black rapper. We'll just say it's Snoop Dogg or something. LL Cool J. Oh gosh, it's all the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. LL Cool J. That was yes. a joke, guys. Before you're like, nah. No, no LL right Cool now. J. LL Cool J was that guy, but Emery, she was that girl. We've got to give um, it to you. Was what? We've got that back in straight away. We've got ba- that back in like 2006. Yeah, yeah, them times there. Yes, 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 yes. But that's not when this song came out. She had this song came out quite a while before that, and then she Did came out with one thing. One thing no, was one thing was no. One thing had to be before two thousand and six because I was at Brit school and I remember her outfit where she wore the black hot pants and the white shirt and they asked me to usher one of the shows because when you're at Brit school when there's a theatre performance they do it like a whole big production. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember. And um, so I remember watching her video and I think I was in my final year, so it might have been two thousand and five before I started uni. Um, and so I wore, so I saw the video, I saw the hot pants, so I went and wore black hot pants and fishnet tights and a white shirt to be the usher. <laughs> to be the usher. <laughs> and I remember coming in, I remember like after getting dressed, I remember coming in and one of the, one of the teachers was like, for God's sakes, can I do you know how that's hilarious because you really love the skimpy outfit then. I love the skimpy outfit. You loved oh my it. god. You loved it. You loved it. Oh, as much skin as possible, I was there. And it was great for the confidence. People I remember like you would you'd take me to school, like I don't know, maybe we'll just be going to Peckham or in the city or something. Or everyone would always be looking back at you. They'd be like, Oh my god, you've got fantastic legs. I don't get that right now, but then I don't really show my legs. You don't get your legs out, yeah. yeah, the, the, yeah you were known for the legs. And you remember when we I came to that to your college and then you were doing like a runway show and then this is when you would just cut your hair but did you cut your hair out of will <laughs> did you, did you, could you remind me was it was, did you cut or was it, was <laughs> it cut <laughs> i remember that was a dark time for you a bit of a no i had to cut time. it because somebody tried to relax my hair and they didn't do it, <laughs> it might be my fault because i dyed my hair and then i went to relax it after dying it oh, and it would have been out so i had to shave it um, no, but it looks good, and you remember you were. You were I everyone. did this runway show in Woolwich. Yeah. Oh God. Was it that? Yeah, it was there. But I remember going to your parents' <laughs> evenings with you, and then wearing a a, 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 sh- a small play suit and very high brown heels. Yeah. yeah. And people would just be like, oh, I'd, "I'd like to take the piss." Sometimes I'd be like, "That's my mom." <laughs> They'd be like, "No, no, that is not your mom." 
is my mum. But with Emery, anyways, Emery, if I'm right, anyways, was was that before Crazy in Love? What do you mean, Crazy in Love? Beyonce, Crazy in Love. Um, let's see. So, Emery, how do we spell her name? Emery. A M E R I E. Amory and Paradise. What was the year? No, it's one thing I want to know. Oh, one thing. Was that before? No, I think that that would have been around the same time because they were all doing that kind of percussion. No, because I have a theory, and the theory was that Amory did it first. Oh, this was Paradise was released in two thousand and two. Yeah, I thought it was much. Yeah, and then um, one thing was two thousand five, two thousand six. Yes, but I want to know who did. Oh, Crazy Love was was first because she did it two thousand four. Was it two thousand and four? Um, um, yeah, um, one thing, exactly. And one thing was 2005. So, yeah, crazy it was love. early 2005 because I remember I really did the most to, yeah, to go to that. So, Crazy Love was, had to have been 2004, I think, because then Destiny's Fulfilled would have been 2006. Crazy in Love. Crazy in Love was... Why is it not saying? Oh, I can't see it. It's not telling me. Crazy in Love. Let's we'll see. Let's see, Beyonce. I'm the original, the original Beyonce. Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds Susie Welsh, huh? <laughs> My enemies must not rejoice over me. <laughs> I swear, we're like walking memes. Oh, I love that. Can I we... love that image. You won't tell me. I don't know. No, because we have to find it. Come on. Was well, Crazy in Love in um, her first album? Yeah. I bet all the, like, the original hive are like, what the fuck are you doing? Why don't you know when crazy in love is? But because honestly, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Crazy in love. What the hell? Oh, so it was on the album Dangerously in Love, right? Yeah. So that was out in two thousand and three. Okay, so that 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 finishes everything. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, Beyonce started the whole, you know, with the trumpets. Then yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like Amory did it better with that one thing because one thing was a great song. So you're saying that. What did I just say? Were you saying one thing was better than Crazy in Love? No, I think I can say that, though, because as a Beyonce fan, the Crazy in Love wasn't my favourite song. I loved it, though. The hot pants and white shirt. And then the iconic. Everyone kept trying that look. Yeah, it was absolutely iconic. Even when they were walking down the road like dinosaurs. But... Do you remember? Oh, I remember the days of the Illuminati conspiracies. I miss oh, those yeah. days. Oh, do you reckon they're going to do that to you as well? Be like, oh, okay, this is how Kalechi rose to stardom. And then we'll be, she became be... friends with somebody. And did you notice that on that person's hand, they had the Illuminati? Yes. And they had a sign. Oh, have you noticed Kalechi's been putting her hand up in pictures a lot? <laughs> well, I cannot wait. I'll be, I'll, I'll be fueling those rumours the most. I'll be like, yes, she's Illuminati. But they use that crazy love video as like her Illuminati. Um, initiation initiation good yes yeah. yeah and they made some points i'm not gonna lie but why can't <laughs> the illuminati initiate broke people because, yeah. because, uh-uh. why is it beyond why is it just beyond why is it all the rich and famous like and you're only taking them in once they become rich and famous so what about the ones that can also that have aspirations yes i want to be rich and famous you know give me a shot give but, me a try but, but I'm yeah i'm gonna tell you right now <laughs> Let me give my soul now. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, I, don't, I don't. I'm really sorry. Sorry about no, that. No, Beyonce was sick of those Illuminati conspiracies. She was over it. And I'm so sad. I'm so ashamed and disappointed that I, I believed some of them. No, I did. I did. Even, even gonna... the ones when they were like, oh, she didn't have carry her own baby. I was just like... I believe that one as I well. I believe that. And I just look back at my life. I'm like, you ashy bitch. How could you, you ever? Ashy do you ashy bitch. Do you remember that one year, that picture that we analysed, yeah? Where this was, this was early in before... Because she was doing a few things, but we'll get there. Yeah. This was early in when she was by a cliff 
And then yeah. she had her belly out. I remember you were analysing that and you were saying to me, no, but can you not tell that she's poking her belly out? And then you weren't even doing it with your belly. You were poking it. You were like, look, look, look. Can you see? You can see the veins. <laughs> and then, no, but she didn't help that conspiracy because when don't you remember that interview? That time, and then, yes, yeah, and it folded. Even the way she sat down, pregnant women, okay, I'm not going to get there, but, but anyways. No, but the, all I'm saying yeah. is that I apologise. I think there was a pad there. Yeah. She just wanted but which to protect the belly. Yes. 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 She wanted to protect the belly. And, you know, sometimes a lot of these women, when they announce they're pregnant, sometimes they're a bit insecure about the size of their belly. Yeah. So sometimes they want and to the make it look more... Things. Yeah. Yes, and they want to make it look yeah. pronounced. And because even else. in my um, maternity announcement, or my pregnancy announcement, where I um, emulate the Empress card, which actually came out today, um, I'm actually... We made my bump look bigger, because my mm. bump wasn't that big. At the point when we did the shoot, it wasn't that big. How many big. months were you... I swear you did the shoot in May, June. Um, when was it? I can look in my, my phone, but I, I we did it around the time that I was like 20 weeks. So it's five months. Yeah. So it wasn't even, it's, because of my abs and whatever, it just wasn't. Oh, big. sorry. Oh, sorry. Kalechi. <laughs> sorry. Kalechi. The first person, sorry. the first sorry. person to have abs. Oh gosh. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> I want abdominal I want abdominal. She said, she said, because of my abs, guys, I just couldn't show. I want <laughs> Guys, I had to make my belly look bigger just so I can look pregnant. Sorry, guys. I can't, you know, my genetics. Can't relate. <laughs> no, but oh, honestly. No, when, when you're pregnant, it's another madness because you're just like, no, but I want it to show because if it doesn't show you're still generally you're looking rounder in other places so it just doesn't match but so you need you the just bellies. look like you've had a good meal <laughs> so i remember like you've been eating good i remember walking across my balcony like on the estate and then one of the neighbors she looked at me and she was like oh my god you're pregnant oh, i thought yeah she must be or you know because she's looking really fat lately okay <laughs> and i remember thinking but this is generally what people must be thinking because there's no overt bump so yeah. when we did the um when we did the shoot um linda she she made the bump bigger basically yeah. um i think your bump started it's funny your bump actually got well I obviously very big it, yeah, yeah it, well, not necessarily very big but it became more pronounced actually a lot closer to the your to the time, to the yeah, time yeah yeah and so i but just, i just felt bigger than i guess i looked because i'm looking at the back at some of the videos and the things and i was just like it wasn't even that big but no. when you're in the, when you're in it, you it just feel, felt, yeah. i just felt humongous like in the sense that not even in a fat shaming way or fat phobic way literally i just i just did you not feel in, yeah, yeah i didn't feel in control of my body yeah. and that was very odd and but, you only went up a size yeah yeah but then back to beyonce um so i think that when you're at that level of fame as she was at that point not even the height of her um you know her notoriety or her fame you still feel very kind of um you have you feel insecure and you want to make sure that nothing happens mm-hmm. um and we also know that before that point she'd had like previous like she miscarriages one, one mis- yeah that's one miscarriage that she spoke about yeah yeah so you know she'd want to make sure that she did everything in her power to protect her bump so i understand mm-hmm. it now but i just feel like those ashy days like social media can do so much like the media Honestly. can do so much and yet she remained poised through all of it and i'm just like knowing what her mum's like I just think to myself, Ra, like, you must have been going through it, but you had to keep remain silent mm-hmm. and not give the people anything that they can run with. Nope, nope. And you have to bear in mind, like, we only have good fact-checking tools now. Yes. Back then, there was no kind of fact-checking. There was no kind of, like, oh, no, this is, like, this is definitely not true. Like, when they said Tierra was a man. 
And do you know it's funny how that how much that stuck? And do you know how the bad such a noir of it? Yes, and that rumor was so terrible because remember back then we didn't even have the internet like that. Yeah. But that rumor spread from America to the UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. we were thinking that. So just because she was, you know, she could dance, she was this, she was that, and she was tall. Yeah. They said, oh yeah, no, she must be a man, and and that's it. And the transphobia of it all is just crazy, disgusting, crazy. But, um, and it puts her in a position because it's like if then she gets angry and says, no, I'm not a man. It's like, oh, why are you being so? Why are you being like? So do you get what I mean? Yeah. But it's when you're misgendered, it can upset you in certain ways. I don't know how how you one would phrase it, but even she may have that internalized transphobia as well. But yeah, it was just. It's all, it's all mad. It's all mad. It's all mad. It's yes. all mad. Well, we but, love Amory. That's what we got from that. Yes. So imagine from Amory we got to here, which is very interesting. Uh, but yeah, welcome, welcome, welcome to another week of SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right. Suck your mum. It is me, Kalechi, in a blood clot place to be. With me, Sadi. And um, yeah, we're just back for, I think you can hear an aeroplane overhead. Um yeah, we're back for another week. We're back for another week of recording, of doing the things. Um, so let's get into it then. Let's start with... Oh, before I forget, there might be a, um, a music video coming out this week that I'm in. Oh, <laughs> exciting times. Yeah. Video Vixen. Imagine Video Vixen. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it's, it's, it'll be interesting and we'll discuss it. If it does come out this week, then we'll discuss it next week um but top of the morning to you top of the morning to you by now some of you would have watched the finale of a line of duty um i'm on season five so i'm not on season six with the rest of you man but i just want to say that casting wise they cast the sh- they cast the fuck out of that show Ooh. it is brilliantly cast. so good Ooh. i love line of duty like it's probably one of the few shows that where where i'm watching it I'm not touching my phone. Yes. I am not looking at anything else. I am on that show. Yes. And it's weird that show can do that to you, innit? Because mm. I, I will watch, because obviously I'm catching up. I'll watch three episodes back to back and I would not have even thought about my phone. And then I'll think like, rah, I haven't checked my phone in, in I love hours. it. I like that feeling. I like that. Yeah. Like, I, oh, I left the rest of you peasants to do what you're doing online. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll jump right back in. Yep. Um. Yeah, I just think it's a, a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant show. And I love that. It goes to speak of the corrupt nature of the police, mm-hmm. and the BBC fully aired it. Yep. <laughs> yep. And I like, I like, I like it because then the police are like, "Oh yeah, we enjoy it too," because you know it's not real. It's not real. <laughs> oh, okay. It's not real. It's very interesting. Interesting, but they keep choosing subject matter that seems very, very, very real. real. Yes, yeah, okay. and it's so it weird. Like I, I love Line of Duty because they never do anything that's too far-fetched i guess i guess you if you're from the uk you're watching certain things like oh would that really happen but fam you don't yeah it has and you don't work as a as a police officer so you don't you won't see some of those inside things yeah and they kept stressing that they try to cover a lot of these things up because they know that it'll mean that the public lose faith in the police force so they keep letting you know that that a lot of the things have not made it to um our knowledge or um our consciousness because they don't want it to get over to us so i love it somebody tweeted that it's a great theory for abolishing the police (laughs) with that and the bbc are the ones broadcasting it just, basic, it. just like this is what ac12 are doing but ac12 are doing the lord's work anyway so yeah. they need to continue and ted hastings fantastic oh, mother, of <laughs> just, mother of god mother of god because he i've never seen someone that plays a role so well like i can't like i genuinely believe that he's done some time on the force yes because he is just he's so proper, yeah. good yeah oh 
and I've forgotten her name. Um, is it um, Vicky McClure? The Vicky McClure, the one that plays um, Fleming. Fleming. Okay, yes. Bad girl, bad so girl good. actress. I've said it before, like when I've watched her in This Is England and things yes. like that. That when we're talking about the creme de la creme of Ooh. of white actors yes. in Britain, that show managed to gather all of them. But even yes. apart from that, like you've had Tandy New- Tandy Way Newton. Yes, you've just you've just had some phenomenal. See, Tandy Way Newton was just so weird because it was like. You're this. She's she's a big star, yeah, but yeah. then she plays the role in a way where it was like anyone could have. Do you get I what I'm saying? Like yeah. anyone could have played it. She's so humble in that role. Yes, I just I loved it. I loved it so much. She, she gave me Sofia Canido vibes, but maybe Sofia Canido gives me Tandy Way Newton vibes. Nah, but Sofia Canido is different. On another, she's on another level. She's on she another level. Actually. Like no disrespect to Tandy Way Newton. Like you are brilliant at what you do, but Sofia Sofia Canido to me like her only peer is Viola Davis. Like if they were ever in no, anything no, together, point, it so. would it would it would be over for everybody. Like yeah. any casting director that manages to get Viola Davis and, and Sofia Canedo in the same show, you finished us all. Like mm-hmm. you finished us. Mm-hmm. That is Armageddon you, on the TV. You screen. see that clip right of Viola Davis faking a taking a shot. Yeah, <laughs> that clip for me was amazing because I read I saw the clip even before reading the caption. I was thinking, why are they drinking? Yeah, I read the caption. And I was like, no way. She just she's just. When someone is just so good at acting, just brilliant at acting, just just brilliant. Her body acting. carries her everything. It's just she's phenomenal. She's oh, phenomenal. And good. so, um, only Sophie Okanedo can across it. You know, like, <laughs> that is the only person that, is, that is willing that can meet her there. And I know that like, people saying about Meryl Streep is such an amazing actress and stuff, and I think that she really, really is. But I think due to Meryl Streep's whiteness she's um you know praised in a way that viola davis is not but i feel like viola davis bodies meryl streep oh without a doubt but meryl streep is good i was watching death becomes her over the weekend that was my favorite i used to i and even as a child i loved that show i love that that movie sorry yeah I love. but i was watching it again and i was just like this is so good yeah but meryl streep has been old for ages (laughs) like you know when you no, because I'm thinking, how can I go back to a film in 1990-something and you were still old? That's <laughs> mad Long life me. and prosperity and them things there. Amen, because, boy. But boy. Yeah, Meryl Streep, she's, she's, she's good. I thought it's so hard when you're trying to give props to these white actors because it's like, yeah, you guys, have, you guys have done bits. It's just that you just... The black actors are just... They've got to work that much Yeah, do you know what I mean? But Meryl Streep has, she's done bits. No, she's, Meryl Streep she's, is, she's, she's, yeah. she's a baby girl. Like she She's is. done what she needs to do. Yeah. But w- watching Line of Duty, I feel like Vicky McClure, from when I saw her in This Is England, I was like, you're a different level yeah, of actress. Um, You're just, you know, you're just sick at it. And what's that one's name? It's gone out of my head now. Jodie, Jodie. Jodie, uh, from, uh, you're talking about the Killing Eve. Yes. Jodie Foss, Jodie no, Connor. No, why I, I know who you're talking about. Jodie Connor. Jodie Comer. Jodie Comer. Yes. yes Jodie Comer. All of you white actors from up north, you it must be the water. Like, because I know the water is softer over there, less <laughs> chemicals. The level of acting that you bring to things is mad. Like Stephen Graham, again, from This Is England, and then you've got Jodie Comer. And, and like, Jodie Comer in The Killing Eve season one. Yes. <sighs> you can make the acting makes you Disgusting. want to throw Disgusting. up. Like, I just want to throw up all over myself because I'm like, what kind of talent is this? It's a not North thing. I don't know whether it's because you've got um, Liverpool Institute of Performing Arts up there and all the other universities and things that you've got up there, but you lot are just on the next level. But it's not a lot. You probably didn't even train there. You probably trained somewhere down south. But I just think that the crop of talent is different. Mm-hmm. It's just different. 
Sorry to you Londoners, I'm not saying that you lot can't act. I'm just saying that they're, they're giving me different vibes from up there. And also, I think it's something to do, when it comes to accents as well, I think it's something to do with, like, your original accent. Like, all right, cool. So people like Damson Idris, they get the American accent down, yes. right? But those Northerners that you're talking about, I don't know, maybe it's something to do... Maybe the accent is just so kind of general and basic that they can just put anything on. Because even I'm thinking about Jodie Comer in um, Killing Eve. Do you know yeah. any accents she gave us? Yes. And she convinced us yeah. of She's those brilliant. accents. It's brilliant. just, I think it'll be quite hard to do if you have, if your natural accent's quite thick. But then she's Scouse. She's Scouse. She's, 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 she's Liverpudlian and she still pulled it off. And that's the, that's as thick as hell. And, and, and Stephen Graham, the same thing. He's, he's Scouse as well? I think so, yeah. And he even does Jamaican accents. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's part black, don't you remember? Oh, okay. His grandfather's mixed race. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get to uh, the tarot for this week. Um, before I get to the tarot for this week, I, j- I did a special tarot pool for somebody who um, seems to have created a um, Instagram page straight away upon like watching one of my videos that they created it. Cause you know, Instagram will bait you up now and cre- Instagram will tell you when you see a message request or whatever, it'll tell you who you follow, if you follow each other, if they follow you. And it also tell you if their Instagram page is new. Cause you know, you can see like about, about this page and it tell you how long the page has existed for. And so I happened to scroll past and see this thing in my uh, message request. And it said that this is a new Instagram page. They were only following two people, um, both blog pages. And um, literally it was fresh. It was fresh, fresh, fresh. So that tells me that this person left their main profile, went to go and create a fake profile quickly so they could send this message because they didn't want to send it from their main profile. One thing I need you to understand, because I don't get that many like wayward messages really anymore, because I think that the curses that I'm putting on people is catching up to them or they're starting to realise like the forces that ride with me don't play. And when I say that your life will be ruined, and this is the thing, any of um, the um, um, my spiritual mentors that I work with, any of the prayer people that I work with, they, the one warning that comes up for me is like, be careful of your anger and be careful when that anger enters your tongue and you say things over people's life because it will come to pass. Like that is what's going to happen without a doubt. You don't want the responsibility of what you've spoken over somebody's life to come to pass because we know that you're you're a teddy bear really you don't want that so you'll notice in the past couple of years i've been working really really hard at not swearing over people's lives only when it's necessary like break glass in case of emergency and those people who i have sworn over their lives you see that their lives are not moving forward and it won't move forward until they issue me the apology and i want it to be public until they issue me the um, apology that's due anyway saying all of that now so that means that less people are trying me right Anyway, this person I was posting about, we're going to get to the story shortly, about um, people who share bathwater, which I thought was very wild, especially was it Sarah Beanie or whatever her name is. Um, You're a well-paid white woman presenter person. Why you feel that you need to share bathwater with your family is extremely wild to me. But anyway, I posted on my page and I was just like, certain demographic, certain demographic, um, certain demographics, and continue to stray further and further from God's light. This person went and created their fake account or used the fake account that they literally just created. And they wrote something like, um, the, um, but your your hubby is also part of that demographic or is it different because he's Polish? And they wrote it like that, you know, <laughs> with the up and down caps. And usually those kind of messages, I'll ignore it. But I thought, no, on this occasion, let me just remind you of something. You went and 
freshly created this page to send this message specifically because you could not send it from your actual page. That means you follow me. For you to say your hubby is this and da 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 da, that means you also know um what you've seen about my life. You didn't just start following me today, basically. Like you've been following me, but you really, really wanted to say that because it's disturbing your soul. What you fail to understand is that the moment you interact with me, you start sharing your energy with me, right? And some of you, I block it off. I don't need your energy, but you. I tapped into your energy and I did a tarot pull from tapping into your energy. It is not my fault that you are suffering from depression because you were violated sexually when you were younger. Yeah, that's not my fault. I went through similar things and I'm not moving like an absolute cunt like you are online. Whoever hurt you seems like it was a father figure. I don't know. Whoever hurt you that made you feel like instead of going to deal with those emotions and going to um, to go and speak with the people that you need to speak with to find your healing, you're looking at my life and trying to find inconsistencies. The inconsistency is with you. The in inconsistency is with your mental state in that you can be following me off your main page and probably you're putting laughing emojis and all of that stuff. Meanwhile, jumping on another page to come and write this thing because it just bothers you. Are you reminding me that my partner is why? Do you think I don't know? Do, do I just, just not know this with the person that I live with? I'm not aware. You, some of you think like you're really making points when you say this thing as if it, it in any way takes away or negates anything that I've just said. Oloni can have a whole thread of men that don't wash their bums, right? And skid marks everywhere. All of that stuff. You're not there going, oh, but at the same time, don't you date men? So why are you posting this? You're not making sense. And the fact of the matter is, I really, I hate to do this, but I think sometimes people need to be reminded. I'm much more intelligent than a lot of you people. And I don't like to say it often, but because I, I would think that we were all aware. But since some of you lack the understanding, I will remind you, I am very fucking smart. And also, because of that smartness, I go and make sure that I do my research. And so, therefore, the things that I do in my life, I can stand by. I'm not here speaking for all Polish people, but I'm saying that some of you are fucking idiots when you go, oh, white equals colonizer, when you don't take into account the countries that actually went to colonize and therefore the people that were then racialized into whiteness. I'm not absolving anybody of racism that's that that's perpetuated in their society that's not that's not me i don't give a damn about that but me and mine that's not how we roll but you're so desperate to know what's going on in my life because you're so obsessed with me that you'll just say anything so i want you to know today that when i say this the person you love most in the world the person that just came in your head when i said that the person you love most in the world i want you to lose that person by the end of this year and i mean that and i mean that because I'm so tired and I want somebody to create a soundbite of this because I know some of you love creating soundbites and, and reposting it for me. Do that for me. Create a soundbite for this. I need you to understand that because in 2021, I'm no longer playing with you lot. I give my heart and soul to the work that I do. I was doing this podcast for years before my brother joined me i've been out here talking for years before anyone gave me the validation and i've been vulnerable and i've been straight talking and i've shared my journey along the way some of you will start following me literally this morning and all of a sudden you're sending me emails that can you explain this and can you explain this but you say this and you say that all the time i remind you i'm a dickhead in recovery i'm not going to change my language for you or for any fucking body i change what i want to change so if i want to say fuck and cunt regardless of where you know the the misogynistic tropes that you think it holds i will say that 
I will say that and nobody's going to stop me because that is what I choose to say and I don't have to give you an explanation because I didn't promise you and I didn't tell you at any point that I'm any sort of like righteous and um, righteous holier than thou person I never ever gave you that I never gave you that understanding. Stop trying to put me on a pedestal that I do not want to stand on. And then trying to tag me in your tweets like, oh, I want to talk to you about this. Fuck off. Respectfully, fuck off. Leave me as I am. If you have so many things to say, go start your own Rascal Art podcast and do it there. It's really that simple. What if it's, oh, but as community, we need to bring each other in. I've done my research and I'm comfortable with where I am. And if I come on the podcast tomorrow and go, you know what, guys? I don't even want to say suck your mum anymore. I don't like it anymore. That is what I'll do because you know what? I'm not a tree. I can get up and move. I can change my mind. It's okay. But until I decide that that's what I want to do, there is no single rascal motherfucker on this earth that's going to make me do that. And so that's by the by. But when we're going back to this troll account, let me tell you something. My curses will find you, burner account or not. And you, as I've said over your life, I don't care what violation you went through at a young age and that that's led to your depression now. That means that you feel like you can come and project that fuckery onto me. I say with every force that rides with me in this moment, as it comes of my tongue and the fire that's in my heart person you love gone gone until you rectify that fuckery that you just tried with me in the dms gone yeah and i want you to be responsible for that i want you to understand the reality of going to tweet and type fuckery to people you need to start understanding the reality that you're going to send that to the wrong person read the right person and then the celestial forces will descend upon you and ruin your life and ruin everything you love. You might think, rah, Kelechi, it wasn't even that deep for you to say that. No, but you need to understand, stop playing with me. Stop playing with me. In 2021, all of you little bitches need to stop playing with me. I'm not your age mate. I'm not your spirit mate. The people that ride with me, the spirits that ride with me, you could never understand. Stop trying me. Stop trying me. You will only burn down everything you love. Behave yourself. On that note, let's go to the general message for everybody else who isn't a fucking idiot. The general message. <laughs> <laughs> the, general the, way message. You, the way you stayed quiet there and your sharp intakes of breath, you were like, what? Ooh. 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 I'm ready for that general message, Shaq. Huh? That me out. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine how they feel. <laughs> it needed to be said I've played with you for too long I've tolerated nonsense for too long so general message for the collective ten of cups in reverse then we've got the strength card what's interesting about the strength card is like it's right um, on top of the judgment card in reverse so well, how I read this is that ten of cups energy in reverse stop doubting that you will um, that you'll get the happiness and the fulfillment that you want in your life even if it feels so like right now just things aren't looking the way that you want it to look you're looking at how everybody else's life is set up and you're like oh it doesn't seem like that's gonna happen for me first of all i pray for long life for you and like that you are able to fulfill your destiny and you are able to show up as your fullest expression of beauty and love in this lifetime you will get that thing you need to let go of this idea of oh by 30 you know big up all of the people that made that 30 under 30s list you know i'm happy for all of you lot at the same time i think that those kind of narratives make put people under pressure where they think that if i haven't achieved something by this age then it means that i ain't shit the time that god um releases your blessings 
it's not for any man to call. I I remember writing an email to myself, um, I think when I was like 20 something, I can, I probably still find it in my inbox. And I wrote an email to myself and I said, oh, hi, Kalechi, you're going to be a millionaire by the time you're 25. Five, 25, fam, I'm going to be 35 in October, God willing. Have I smelt a million? <laughs> have I, have I smelt it? But what I understood from that is that there are certain things, there are certain aspirations that I thought that I had and then life happens and then you, those aren't the things that you prioritise anymore. And I know that part of my destiny is not prioritising money. Like, I will always be looked after financially. I'll always be okay. My priority is to make sure that I do the things that I've, I was called here to do. And also, astrologically speaking, right, you can't dictate when the promises from your chart, from your birth chart will be released to you. You've got to hold tight and wait for that. But you're blessed. And I, tr- I honestly believe that anybody that has listened to this podcast and that is listening to this podcast with a good heart and everything else, we, our energies interact for a reason. The reason that you come week after week to listen to this is because our energies interact in some way. So I believe wholeheartedly that the abundance that's finding me is the, also the abundance that's finding you. And so do not lose faith. Do not lose um, hope. Do not lose and strength because the card that comes out next is the strength card and at the bottom of it is the judgment card in reverse god hasn't forgotten you like you need to stop judging yourself so harshly like well if i was so good at the things that i do why don't i have this and why don't i have that don't do why 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 yeah just focus on how 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 you can be the truest expression of you right now you'll see that in the maddest ways the things that you want that are truly aligned to you will find you but you've got to you can't be beating yourself up you can't go oh i'm gonna like myself once those things arrive because if you don't like yourself now the energy the frequency that you need to be emanating in order for those things to materialize in your life can't and it sounds really woo woo and it sounds really like white woman and well-being guru but what i'm really trying to say there is imagine that you're talking down on yourself that means that the people that you should be approaching you're not approaching them because you don't think that you are deserving of being in their space. So therefore, the opportunities that you could possibly get from being aligned to those people and being, um, you know, and those people being aware of you can't actually materialize because you don't even trust in yourself. So you have to start treating yourself like the bad B that you are, because that's when you're going to start not feeling so scared to, to go to, to kind of move towards certain opportunities. And those opportunities will then bring the thing that you want, because the next card here, um, it's the queen of pentacles the queen of pentacles is at the bottom again of the three of wands um, and the three of wands initially actually came out in reverse but i turned it upright randomly for some reason but you're ready to explore you're ready to go further you're ready to go into the world and get the things that you want you're there thinking that but can i do it because i don't feel like i've got the financial stability but the financial stability is why i'm going out there to strive for these things go out there i mean some of you um the other way that i read this card is that you might be in family situations you might have um be in relationships that it's not panning out the way that you wanted or you might have recently left the relationship that wasn't panning out the way that you wanted and so you're really really judging yourself right now like oh i've really fucked it i've fucked it like this this isn't how um you know anyone else around me has done their things but you need to not do that to yourself it takes strength to look at something that felt like a dream that you believed was your dream and go actually i want to wake up because this isn't this isn't what i envisage this isn't what i want i want the real thing i do not want to dream 
it takes strength to be able to do that and once you have done that you'll see that so much opens up for you so you don't be scared even if your financial situation feels a bit higgy at the moment because you've taken that big leap to kind of be like no I don't want to be here I know that there's more that's destined for me don't be scared because you'll find that everything will recalibrate again and you'll be fine you'll be fine because this feels like financial as well as like taking big leaps in terms of everything else and then the last card you've got is the six of swords because i was using the lisa star modern witch tarot deck to begin and so you've got the six of swords which talks about moving on mentally and there is a sadness to what you're leaving behind but you're moving on to something else um and you've got to be okay with that and some of you have to leave that mindset that you have of yourself behind that somebody's going to come and give you the life that you deserve there is nobody that can give you the life that you deserve like you you can and i'm not talking about obviously we know that there are structural and institutional and systemic um, oppressions and obstacles that we face but i'm talking about net and in in a more esoteric sense that the the inner freedom that you're looking for nobody can give that to you that's not going to come from validation it's not going to come from likes it's not going to come from people telling you how amazing you are and how gifted you are you already know that you're gifted in fact you know you're more you you know more than anybody else just how gifted you are so you've got to be willing to just kind of go it alone and and figure it out along the way and when you do that even if things feel dark because then i move to the after tarot uh deck we've got the hermit card and the hermit card is a virgo card right and then we see this um, man traveling in the darkness with a lantern and there's stars and there's even a star in his lantern so you're being guided um by your spirit guide you're being gu guided um by the divine and he's got a black wolf next to him and he's looking like he's actually on a ledge and he's grabbed a snake um the people the things that you don't see that are going to try and trip you up on this journey on this new journey i pray that you will have the discernment and that's what actually you should be praying for you should have the discernment to know when you're about to go over a cliff edge to know when you're about to um you know be bitten by a snake like you've just got to be more aware of everything that's happening around you especially in business dealings right now it feels like because the next card we've got is the emperor in reverse and we've got the empress in reverse as well there are people who are in positions of power that are going to try and trip you up especially with contracts and things like that be careful read your contracts read things very very carefully if this is relationship wise be very very clear with the people you're entering into relationships with especially if you're deciding now that you're going to take a step and maybe move in together or maybe you're going to get married everyone must be clear on the terms of what you are doing it's not that when you now enter into it you'll be like oh um so you want me to wash the bed sheets but i only wash bed sheets once a year you can't be you can't be doing any of that like everyone needs to be clear on what is happening right and some of you um it feels like when i see the emperor and i see the empress um it feels like parental maybe um you're wanting to uh start a family or whatever give yourself time this is feeling like more time is needed before you kind of launch yourself into things give yourself more time and if it's a case of some of you need to get more strength to communicate with your parents and and kind of the parenting that you didn't receive the kind of relationship that you didn't see your parents have you can't use that as a metric of how you're going to live your life right just because they didn't have it doesn't mean that you can't have it you've got to imagine the relationship that you want and then you've got to create it seek out the people that helps you create the life that you want but using this excuse of oh well i didn't see 
a functional um, relationship or family growing up, which is why I behaved the way that I behaved. With all disrespect, like, that's immature. Like, that's ridiculous. You can only use that excuse for so long and it gets to the point where it's just like, well, now you need to fucking behave, like, and go and sort out your shit. Because if you truly want that Ten of Cups fulfillment, you truly want that Ten of Cups life, you're going to have to take the leap. Um, And then the last card we've got from the Wisdom of the Oracle deck is number 10, Unfinished Symphony. Let's see what it says here. It says here, this is a time to tie up loose ends as you near the completion of a cycle or project and mastery of a lesson or skill. Before you can move forward, it's important that you come to terms with where you are now. Practice radical acceptance. Take inventory so that emotional and psychological closure can occur and the answers you seek will be found. You can't move forward if you are leaving things unfinished. Um, Reflect on what has passed so that the symphony can finally end on a high note. Relationship message. Moving on is difficult when love lingers. Things are left unsaid and you haven't had the opportunity for closure in your relationship and in your heart. You can still feel bound up in relationships when closure is denied to you. It's important to achieve this for yourself. Write that letter, make that call or have that conversation over a cup of coffee for peace of mind. Um, accept matters as they are. Make amends if need be and declare your feelings, if even if only to yourself. Be clear about what was left unresolved and close the door on the past so you can set yourself free. Only then can new love blossom. Prosperity message says, make sure you complete projects now before starting new ones. Perhaps you have created something special that will increase your sense of abundance and bring you opportunities for wealth. However, if you don't see it through, it won't add up to anything but more clutter. Now is the time to put your nose to the grindstone and complete the tasks um, that have accumulated. Pay your bills, sign documents, do your filing, hand in an assignment, complete a work of art, tie up loose ends so you can move forward with surety, knowing you're on the prosperous path and feeling refreshed and excited about the future. Protection message here says, when unfinished business casts a shadow over your life, it is a reminder that procrastination is a form of self-sabotage. It's not in your best interest to stall. Even stumbling forward is better than holding back. Don't overthink things or let yourself get distracted. Just tie up any loose ends and deliver the results. Don't quit before the finish line. Spirit wants you to win. That's it. That's it. Those are the messages. Period. <laughs> Spirit always wants you to win. I like the um, complete a work of art. I've been working on a piece for about a few months now. What have you been working on? Um, Just like a portrait. <laughs> of... I didn't know you did art. Yes, I'm a, I'm artistic. Okay, okay. I'm artistic. I like your nails. <laughs> You're such a shady fucker. You're such a shady fucker. <laughs> These nails are terrible, guys. I hate oh, them. I actually do. No, you don't. You told me you hate glitter. <laughs> Imagine just sending for me out of nowhere. <laughs> general message was was very much needed yeah yes but yeah just generally though that message here is like you know very for me that comes through strongly is be careful of contracts like some of you are going to be getting some Mm. new contracts coming through be very very careful and i'm saying that for me as somebody that like i'm blessed that um i've got people now who kind of look over my contracts and help me with things like that because honestly it's a mad thing. Something even, that you even don't even with think people, is big. Yeah. Even with people, sorry, being able to look over your contracts, you still, I'm sure you're okay, but I'm just saying that even having people to do that, some people still find themselves in fuckery. In fuckery. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. And I'm, I'm, if I remember correctly, you read, the law you read was um, 
corporate law? Um, law, law, but covered contract law. Okay, yeah. So you, you actually, you know contracts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the 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 contract language. Yeah, yeah. Which is what saved me before this point when people were coming to help me. What saved me a lot is that I, why I did contract law. Um. So um. So at uni, so I kind of, so I get it. So I get what, and I refresh my knowledge constantly, so I understand like what's happening and stuff. And I think that's where contracts get people because contracts use a totally different language. Yes. So yes. it's like... And something that on the surface you read it and you don't think it's a big deal, actually, that will be your undoing. Mm-hmm. And so even for me, going forward, if I'm going to do more of this um, influenza, influenza sort of things, which I don't want to really, but if I were to, um, this thing where they um, ask you sometimes that they want to do two rounds of approvals before the thing goes out, I'm taking that out. You're not doing two rounds of approvals. You get one round of approvals and that's it and the thing's going out because that two rounds, they start fucking you about. And getting and you to do more. Yeah, do you more, refilm this, redo. Yeah. No, I don't have time for that. Do I'm you know a lot of people don't actually know what the term in perpetuity means? Oh, God. And do you know that's the one that's really, that's the really, that's really doing people the most. That in perpetuity. That is the one that fucks you right in the eye. Right. Signing the contract and not knowing that you have signed it for life. For life. For life. So... Yeah, I think that advice was needed. Read the contracts, read it again and again and again. And I'm saying this, yeah, and I've been with my company now for two years. I didn't read that contract. <laughs> I didn't read that contract. They, I heard how much they were offering, how much I'm going to be getting. I said, well, just DocuSign, sign it straight away. They could they could turn around and say, okay, you know, Sadiq, you're in your third year now. This is the slavery year. And I'm like, what? What slavery year? Well, this is what you signed. This is the year that we, you become a fully fledged slave. No more payment. No, no more payment. Pay you. So and that's it. I think even when we're thinking about like contracts, I think people think, oh, if you're a creative, but no, whatever it is. Yeah. Like, if I could go back and now and read my contract, I will. I'm sure it's within. Well, I'm sure I'll be happy with it or okay with it at least. But yeah. still, if you go go back and read your contracts and make sure. That read you are getting what you're getting because when, when when these people rep- respond to you, they're responding to you based on the contract. Yes, do you get what I mean? And so, also understand that the contract will always be in benefit of the person who sent it to you. So time. you, yeah. So yeah. you need to make sure that you at that stage you negotiate it so it also benefits you as much as you can. And if they're not willing to budge on certain things, you need to ask yourself why. You know, so I'm always asking why. If the year go, oh, um, we take we have a sixty day payment term. Why the fuck do you need sixty days to pay me money you when need I twenty eight days? Right. That's oh, it's because much. of our accounting and da, da, da. and then I have to be like, why? Then I look at the setup and I'm like, oh, it's because you need to get money from this person and then you then run it for your pay run and then, and then you send then, it yeah. to me. Okay, cool. But no if you just purpose. said to me, boom, sixty days and there's nowhere that you're waiting for money from, now nah, you're fucking around. So. Yes. You've just got to be very, very careful. And then I know that the wisdom of the Oracle deck also mentioned about closure and stuff. And I, you know, I've said on this podcast before that I'm not someone that really believes in closure in terms of, you know, like the only closure I know is the one that's on your hairline, you know, that's, (laughs) and even that one can look wonky at times. So who knows, you know, but in terms of going to seek like a finality from another human being, sometimes they don't even want to give it to you because they want that door to still remain open. Um, You have to give yourself the closure. You have to understand. And also, consider that in life it's everything constantly moves everything constantly moves so what are you necessarily closing yes and even with closure i think a lot of people get it they're just not happy with the kind of closure they're getting yeah I, oh, i'm a big believer in that look people can say whatever they want to say to you how they behave yeah how they behave their actions are what they're truly truly trying to communicate yeah and there's your closure so however way they treated you that's your closure there. that's your closure you've just gotta you've got to you've just gotta let it be um 
but you know we always want a kind of different ending and feel like oh you know it should have gone this way you know it life is life and it doesn't always go the way that you want it to but it's up to you to decide then how you reframe that story and how you move forward but i think that that's the conversation we can have for another day anyway so big up this week's um one of this week's show sponsors who are express vpn and i'm realizing that some of you still aren't getting your vpn things because you're still there like how do i watch this how if you just went and got the rascal up vpn you would not be asking these questions so um (laughs) i know that none of you watch porn (coughs) but just in case you have any friends that do You want to pay attention to this. With everything going on in the world, governments have increased their surveillance. They're using your devices to track your location, movement, and in many countries, your internet activities. You don't want to be literally caught with your pants down. And one of the best ways to keep your online browsing activity private is with using ExpressVPN. Of course, I'm recommending this and not to you people that like to go and troll people, right? Anyway, when you use ExpressVPN, your internet connection is rerouted through a secure encrypted server so you can surf the web anonymously without anyone looking over your shoulder. Look, I know you probably think all you have to do is use incognito mode and no one can see what you've watched, um, that you've watched every last um, hentai video on Pornhub, but you're wrong. Even when you use incognito mode, your internet provider can see every single website you visit. And if you live on campus or use a shared Wi-Fi, your network admin can too. To be honest, that's kind of scary. That's why I use ExpressVPN, even though I'm the one that's the administrator for my Wi-Fi, whenever I go online, and I recommend all of you do the same. With that ExpressVPN, you're giving people a free license to peek over your shoulder and see all the freaky shit you're looking at. So protect your privacy today and get three months of ExpressVPN for free by visiting expressvpn.com slash straws that's e-x-p-r-e-s-s-v-p-n dot com slash straws for three months free with a one-year package visit expressvpn.com slash straws to learn more okay anyway let's get to share your magnificence so share your magnificence this week has to be without a doubt the bad man that is daniel kaluuya daniel kaluuya oscar winner oscar winner i want to start with the fact that this guy started from Skins. 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 I didn't watch Skins. I'll be honest. I'm even honestly didn't watch Skins. Just the themes and just from whatever I saw from it, it just didn't really grab me the way he did. I think it was just wasn't my time. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't our time. But you know where you can just appreciate a show is just really good. Yes. I, I I remember seeing the clips of it, seeing all the adverts and thinking, this show looks really good. I just think it's just too far in for me to get into. Yes. But I knew that that show was good. And then look at how all of those main actors have moved on from it and they've gone to do so well. Also, just a point, because obviously you're an actor, so you know this as well. Like, look what happens when you get raw actors, right? Yes, yes. So from what I understand, with the Skins audition, I think it was like an open audition. I auditioned for Skins. Or way back then, were you in Brits then? Um, was this when I was at Brits? No, it would have been after, but they sent this kind of really? like, um, they did it. I think even Tolly Tia, Receipts, she had a similar thing where like, um, they were like inviting any and everybody. They were trying to like, um, street cast almost like. Yeah, that's what they were doing. Yeah. yeah, any and everybody could um, um, come through. And I remember going to an audition day um, in somewhere in um, West End on Tottenham Court Road somewhere. Obviously clearly didn't book it, but yeah, I remember that happening. But even still, even the even the fact that they said, you know what, everyone just come through and let's just pick anyone. Mm. I thought that that was amazing because look at look at what you can find when you don't put stupid institutions and 
loads of different things in people's ways. Yeah. Like Daniel Kaluuya started, that was his first big job, right? Wow, was it? I remember that's his He's done loads of theatre after that, but that was like his first yeah. big TV on-screen job. And look at him now. He's gone on to win an Oscar. I think it's absolutely amazing. First black British actor to win an Oscar. Interesting that it wasn't actually announced. Oh, 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 Interesting. Oh. This country is such bad vibes. Such bad vibes because they were telling you that such and such was the first female director to win a da 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 and da 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 But then with Daniel Kaluuya, somehow the British press, because they didn't know how to report it, because how are they going to link it to knife crime and gang murders? Because that's literally, I was going to create a skit about it. And then I just thought, actually, I'm tired. I'm very tired this week. But otherwise, it would have been a sick skit. I was just going to play... Um, a white boy called Rupert who works in a um, press office and yeah, works in a press office and then he's talking to um, um, Penelope um, and they're both trying to decide how they're going to put this piece forward about Daniel Kaluuya. And we got to Daniel Kaluuya's just one, um, you know, best actor, best supporting actor at the Academy Awards. So I'm trying to write this piece and I was thinking like um, Daniel Kaluuya, um, breaks, you know, breaks um, gangland um, past <laughs> by becoming um, an Oscar winner. But And then there's a black girl in the office like, but he he was never he involved. Was never he was involved. never involved Oh my in God, gangs. it reminds me of that Raheem. Oh, I still get so hot when I think about that Raheem they Sterling did it to, They did it to John Boyega as well. No, the, the Raheem Sterling piece still gets me so hot. This one was when he... Um, the tattoo. The tattoo. Yeah. And then they said that, I, I, he, he said to himself, I'll promise I'll never touch a gun. And then when... Um, they read the article they put I promise I'll never touch again again oh. making it seem as though he's he used to play with guns and he was in that life it's just little things like that are so insidious and disgusting disgusting but yeah I think do you know what's what's great is that do you know what I feel like as a community we're not even caring as much about white media as we did before because like we're, we're out here bigging up Daniel Kaluuya yeah. we're praising him and I feel like that's enough for now, anyways, that's enough. No, it's definitely, he's, he's, it's definitely he, enough, and, yeah. and he feels it. And I love that Daniel was surrounding himself with people that not only look like him, but are like him as well. So, like, we've got the, what are they calling themselves? I know it's the, a, that's, that's the DSS, <laughs> the DSS Society. We'll, we'll, we'll come back to that another time. But what is it, dark skin sexies or what? <laughs> I, just, I don't even know. I just, I don't Because when agree. I think of DSS, I think of um, Department of, so, what is it, so, Social Security or something. I no, I think of a gang. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think of... Like, there's, you know there's loads of gang names. I think there was a yeah. one in Croydon called DSN. I, I, oh. I don't know. I thought there was, there was probably that. I don't know. But anyways, um, Daniel Kaluuya surrounds himself with people, you know, that are like-minded. And, and one of them looks a lot like our brother, which is weird, but yeah. Yes, Damson Idris. Yeah. Uh, it's very it's eerie. very fucking freaky. It's so, it's so weird. weird. It's I just weird. can't wait until we put, like, until we release a picture of both of them and, like, guys, what yeah. do you actually think? I'm sure I just want to get them in person together yes. and confuse people. Yes. Yes. Yes, that's yes. literally it because... Yeah. It's it's weird, but I I thought honoured to to look like Damson Idris. As you well, don't look like well. Damson Idris. If I look like my brother, I look you, like Damson Idris. You don't look like Damson Idris. You Anyways, both changed. Some anyway. people some people think that I look like Damson Idris. I also it's... thought that you look like Kofi Sirabo, but anyway. Yeah, because I don't have that hair anymore. If I if I cut my hair low like Kofi Sirabo, you would you legit would think. And plus, loads of people <laughs> wearing my no, loads of people wearing my mention saying, "Oh, Sadiq, is that you in Doja Cat's?" Um, streets video i was like no oh my god that's not me but that's a compliment he's a good looking lad but we don't look <laughs> we don't look the same so it's a hair thing anyways but no you know dams is it's, it's amazing to see damson idris he you know i think he's one will be coming soon he will definitely be getting something yeah he deserves um, i mean i know that you can't get it for like snowfall but my god what can he get for snowfall 
Because it's a TV show. Emmy? Yeah, yeah, sorry. So, yeah, yeah you can get an Emmy. Yeah, you can yeah, get yeah. all of them things there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, you, can, yeah. You, can, you can get an Emmy for that. Um, is it is it worth an Emmy? Yes. I think Snowfall is worth an Emmy. Is Damson the one that should receive the Emmy? Debatable. I feel like really? a few of them are, 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 are worth the Emmy, I think. that that they, they, they bring the heat in that show. Yeah. I would say Jerome... Yeah, fair enough. Does yeah. a does a does a great job. Yeah. Um, I think Reed does a phenomenal job. Yeah. Um, I think the mum does a really really good job as it's a supporting. A phenom- and she's fantastic because she was in The Wire as well. She was oh. Stringer Bell's. Um, oh no no, how was she related to Stringer Bell? I don't know. I can't remember. Not maybe she's not related to Stringer Bell, but she was the mum of the guy. Anyway, you lot know she what was I mean. on the wire. D'Angelo, she, she was related to D'Angelo. She yeah, was yeah, definitely yeah. in the wire. She was in the wire, I, and she I was brilliant you. there. She's always the family member of a criminal, um, <laughs> but she plays the role so well. She's incredible. Yes, and I think that's just amazing. But it's just, it's just good to see. It's good to see the Daniel Kaluuya's. It's good to see the the Damson Idris's. But this is another thing that I also want to remind people as well. None of this is overnight. I was reading Damson Idris's story. Yeah, and just before he booked Snowfall. Mm. Um, his mum was saying to him, oh, when are you, like, when are you going to be on the Hollyoaks? When are you going to be on, like, Easter? Like, when are you going to be doing, Imagine. do you get me? When are you going to be doing something? Damson Idris was on his last, he said he was on his last couple hundreds. Aww. He was doing, he was just doing theatre work. He had gotten a call, said that, oh, we want you to come out and audition for this role. He went out to audition for it. Um, the first one didn't go too well. Yeah. Um, and it was, sorry, the, the guy that, the director that died. He's um, John. John. Yeah, John. John. Yeah, John. John Washington? No. John, oh, gosh, yeah. John. Um, yeah, John called him John, back. I, well, I feel like it's John Newman, but I'm going to check in case I'm no, wrong. I think it's, no, I don't think it's John Newman. Um, so, yeah, John called him back and John got him to walk around LA with him. Yeah. In that character. He said, I want you to be Franklin. Do not break character. Yeah. And walked around with him into LA, left him in some park. Huh? Yeah, left him in the park. So that now he's around all the residents and he's wearing slides. They're looking at him like, who is this <laughs> who, the, who, who is this nigga? He he brought he's brought back um John's come back with his mum this time. And yeah, it was just a, it was just an inspiration. John Singleton. John Singleton, sorry, I yeah. I've said John Washington. I've got I did, I said John Newman. <laughs> <laughs> everywhere we got yeah it's just it's just hearing that story and then he got the call the next day and john said yep you got the role and just it just gave me goosebumps hearing it because sometimes people are on their last last yeah they're on that and then even the people around them start to lose faith like i wonder if his jupiter is retrograde damson yeah because my jupiter is retrograde and the reason i say that is because like i've had that moment so many times where you just feel like I've literally got one more day in me of being able to do this. Yeah. And then I'm either broke as fuck or whatever. And then you just, as it's getting to that point, then it's like, boom. Bam. Yeah. And look how it's just blowing Remember up. Remember at, at, at the beginning of this year when I was just like, mm, I don't know how my work's going to go this year. Everything feels a bit quiet. Da, 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 da. And then suddenly it was like, what's, what's, Sky what, News, what, CNN, what, 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 yeah. That's just how it is. Like when you and I truly, it, it, things, stories like that, they always, always, always remind me that look, when you are made for something, that nothing, nothing in this world can stop you from reaching that potential. I'm nothing compares to the promise I have in you. Come through with the eighties music. Wow, that's actually um, it's a gospel song. You're rude. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but. Why I said that is because it's just like I was saying in the tarot reading that 
you don't nobody can say when your chart when your when god is going to dispense the promises that are meant for you mm. even when things feel roundabout and like you're invited to come and do something and you're just like what the fuck man this has got nothing to do with what i'm even trying to do just understanding that the way it's because you need to i know that they say it in church often and i'm not trying to kind of emulate some of the things that i don't like about church but you know like you're it's you're you're told often that like you're gonna have a testimony and i and i def- genuinely feel that in my life like i just thought that if you'd let me direct my life i'd have been like boom leave brit school go to uni finish uni boom i get the biggest action role in the world year later i win my academy award boom 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 life done that's not how it's gone but this roller coaster journey i didn't ever think that along the way i would own a a pole dance studio that i would do this that i would do that that i would grow in my um, understanding of social um social inequities and things like that and be speaking out the way that i do i would never have planned it this way but this way is so much more fucking interesting and it allowed for me to have so much more growth than the way that i would have planned so i look at that like for damson and i think like nobody knows when that time is coming where it's just like yeah you're last you're in your last couple hundred and it's like boom but i find i think it's hilarious how we started talking about daniel kaluuya and we moved to damson yeah i think well, it actually well. it's daniel kaluuya so no it's true it's true we need to be more professional daniel kaluuya daniel kaluuya daniel kaluuya he has done a great job and look i think it's probably because he's it's just so straightforward he's going to have a very long long unsuccessful career his money's gone up he's my he's, god he's he's, he's clear he's, <gasps> gone, he's gone clear now do you he's know how clear. much you're charging now he's gone clear he's an a-list star mate the moment that you win that 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 academy award for um the, every film wants to be able to put um oscar, you know, award oscar winner. yeah oscar winner like now no, your money's gone up like fivefold yeah he's, a, he's you're a, asking your agent now Come on, quickly, quickly, change that price. Change yes. that price. He's, he's on a different. He's on a different level, and I and I love that for him. I think he truly, truly, truly deserves it. I've every... I think he should have won it for Widows. I think he's yeah. incredible as Fred Hampton. I think that he really like in Judas and the Black Messiah. He is fucking phenomenal. But where he set me off mm. was Widows. Widows, Widows was good. I think Widows was lacking a little bit in some. No, I think that the film overall didn't bang to that effect. Yeah, didn't bang to that effect. But his acting there was one of the no, no, things no, that made it like incredible. Was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. He's he definitely he was fantastic. To I... see him play a villain mm. so well, mm. which we don't get often. Nah, it's so good. It's, yeah, I think I think for me it's always going to be Get Out for me. Really? Oh, it's always going to be Get Out for me because it's just I think for me Get Out was. He, he was acting with more than just his voice yes, and yes. his body. Uh, his face, uh, his eyes. His he eyes, acted with his, his eyes. eyes. He acted with his lips. He, he acted with everything in him. That boy's an actor. Absolutely. I say boy, but you know what I mean? That, that, that guy is an actor. And do you know what? Let's just be honest. Daniel Kaluuya has just got good vibes. Every shot you see of him, he's making someone laugh or either he's laughing you know, you could tell he's he's he's. You could tell he's a bit awkward. And I was literally going to say that he's one black guy that I would call quirky. Yes. You know, like not quirky in um, a rapist sense. I mean, like just oh generally. No, I mean, like generally, like quirky. Like he's just a vibe, but he's on his own frequency. Yes. Like that is what it is. Yes. As I can you tell, all, he's a little bit awks. As you all remember, I interviewed him and Jodie Turner Smith for um, Jodie Smith for um, when they did uh, what is it Queen and Queen Slim. Slim, and even then being in a hotel room with him he is just so 
cute you know like just so, so cute calm, so relatable. And, but the thing is you you also have to keep him engaged because you can see like his mind is flying everywhere so even i think there was a point when i asked him a question and he was just like huh because i'd i'd I tried to explain the question before asking the question. So by the time we got to the question, he it was, was like, like oh, I don't know I what you're yeah. asking me. Um, but also what I thought was so beautiful about that day when, when I was interviewing him was the little things that don't that you don't hear um, when, during the interview. Like when Jodie was going to come in, at this point she was pregnant, very heavily pregnant. And um, before she was coming to sit down because she had her makeup done, he was just like, oh, and one second, I just need to put her cushions here um, so, she, so she can sit comfortably. And he kept checking like whether she was okay with how she was sitting. And it's those things. You're just like, you're just a baby boy. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a character thing. You see, a lo- loads of people like to do those cute things on the red carpet. When you're being filmed, when you're being filmed nah. before she even came in the room, yeah. he was like, no, I want to make sure That's his character. That you... That's his oh. character. That's his mum. That's his, you got him? That's his oh, mom's job. Yeah, yeah. that that's he his... now told us about it. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. She looks so embarrassed. Oh, but I I get exactly what he meant. But she she just looked. It was just the wrong mum to do it to. It was just the wrong. Even our mum, you couldn't do that. Yeah, it was the way she did it, and then she bent forward like, oh god, you don't want to be thinking about. You know, he got an ear for it. Doesn't matter how many Oscars you won. Don't ever. She she dealt with him. But talking about Jodie Turner Smith, though, Mm. really really quickly, I watched this film over the weekend. Um, without remorse. Well, I was going to interview them for that, and then it fell through. But yeah, that was I was looking forward to that. Have you watched it? I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, I w- was Michael it. B. Jordan good? Michael um, Michael B. Jordan did what he does. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what's interesting about Michael B. Jordan roles? Because his acting or lack thereof doesn't ever take away from the movie. I think it's just because they put him in roles where everything else is doing so well for him. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Basically, I, this this role didn't require much from him. And yes. when I think about when you think about the movie, and obviously I'm not going to spoil it for you guys, the movie doesn't offer anything that you haven't kind of seen, seen before. Yeah. It's how it it is how it kind of tells the story. It's how, it's the action scenes. Mm. It's the kind of the heart wrenching kind of scenes as well and mm. stuff like that. That's what's kind of good about it. It was a decent watch. I wouldn't. His I wouldn't best go. Best acting for me was in the wire. Really? Yeah. I liked him in um um Fruitvale Station. Oh, he was he was brilliant there. Fruitvale Station. I really brilliant. liked him in Fruitvale and I mean, Station. Black Panther, he was really really good. He... Black Panther, he was all right. Fruitvale Station. Why I liked him in that again, it, it speaks. To... I can't watch that again. I, well, yeah, I can't as well. But Fruitvale Station was very similar to Without Remorse in the sense where the story was big enough for to us to it. enjoy it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Like he didn't. His acting as I don't think he's ever given me a phenomenal performance. And this is what I think in terms of casting. Sometimes like. They, we haven't quite found the role for him. I thought he was brilliant in... What did I... Um... He's good in Creed. Yeah, Creed. Yeah, again, yeah, 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 but yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, things that let you use your physicality, like you're a handsome you guy, are. like with muscles, let's go to work, what what makes you... There you are. You know, that's why, I, think, yeah. I think that's why Creed is also so believable and that was really good. But without remorse, decent watch. Definitely, yeah. literally okay and decent in every sense of the word. Like, I wouldn't... Go to the cinema Lauren to watch London's it. Lauren London's in that as well. Lauren London's yeah. in it. Baby girl, I'm so happy for her. She's she plays a small role. Yeah, small but significant role. Yeah, and um, actually, she shot it the year that she lost oh. lost Nipsey. So, and if you think about the themes in the movie as well, you're thinking that it's quite difficult to, for her to yeah. have kind of gone along with. But I, I rate her anyways, and it's good to see her back acting because. But Jodie looks gorgeous. She's got her hair short in that, hasn't she? Jodie's got her hair short in it. It's good. The accent, I wasn't sure at first. Okay. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure at first. Yeah, we might, we might go and 
uh, watch it, but just wasn't too sure about the accent at first. But I thought she did a good job. I yeah, she did a good job. I want to see her in more roles like. That. I want to see her in more roles that 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 allows her because I, from what I sense of her, like she's just got such range, such depth. Um, like in that interview that I did with them for Queen and Slim, you could just hear how enamored I am by her. Like watching her in Queen and Slim was one thing, but sitting in front of her, like she is so fucking beautiful. But yeah. it's more about her energy. She's just so. She gives Lovely. me so much Grace Jones. Yeah, like you could just, I feel like she's the kind of person that you could just fall asleep. I don't fall asleep around people, but you could just fall asleep around her. You know, not because she's boring, obviously, but I mean, she's calming. You've got safe. some serious trust issues. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, just hearing that is actually quite concerning that you, that's how you, that's how you know if someone's cool or not. Like, could I fall asleep around you? I mean, honestly, if oh, you wow. don't have that as a metric in your life, could I fall asleep around this person and wake up and be okay? Then I don't know what you're doing. Oh, God. And there are, only been few people, there are only a few, few people that I can fall asleep around and be like, okay, I'll be fine to wake up. And Fair enough. She gives me that vibe anyway. I mean... She did a really good job in Without Remorse. Without Remorse, everyone should go check it out. It's a, it's a good watch. But Definitely. back to Daniel Kaluuya again. Oh, my God, Daniel Kaluuya. <laughs> no, he's, he's, he's gotten enough. He's done well. No, but it's the woman that wanted to ask him a question at the after, you know, when they're doing the interview. Oh, yes, he was doing press. Yeah, when he was doing press. And then the white woman, white South African woman, wanted to ask him how it felt to be directed by um, Regina King. Because he, she she thought he was Leslie Odom, right? Yes, Leslie Odom Jr., yeah. And I think for me, it's one of those ones where, like, it proves that there isn't actually... Like, you could do everything. He could win the aunt, he could win the Oscars, he could win the Emmys, he could win all of that. He could come up with a cure for every cancer, everything. Still... And you'll still be like, ah, oh, are you Didier Drogba? Right. And it's funny because it never, ever happens to the white people. Never happens to the whites. Never, never happens, happens to, to the, the whites. whites. Um, or rarely happens to the whites. And then it's funny because it's the whites that look so much like They look other. so... You can show me... There are a certain group of white blonde actors there <laughs> that if you show me all of them, man next to each other um chris evans chris this chris that chris all of them and they all seem to want to be called chris i can't tell you can't tell the you difference i honestly don't know i don't know but it's daniel kaluuya and leslie or them who look nothing alike and i'll be honest there maybe there's a few black actors that okay they share similarities yeah i'll be like okay fine you get one you get one allowance on that one but daniel kaluuya and leslie Odom, none at all but look again speaking to daniel's character look how so professionally and how calmly he handled that. Yeah, yeah. He didn't. He didn't even try to embarrass her. No. The way I would have done, or maybe you would have done. You no, would have yeah, really... I would have embarrassed her. Yes, we would, I would have. Embarrassed Rightly her. so. But she also, if he also gave her a chance to reform that question, yeah. he was just like, "I'm not. You what are you sure? saying? Yeah, what are you trying to say?" And looking over at his publicity team, like, "What is? Who what is, is that? What is this? And what's happening here?" But. I just hate it for black people that every time, like when Barry Jenkins and they when they won for Moonlight, all of that confusion about, oh, no, it was this person that won. Oh, sorry, no, it's this person that won. Why is it that every time black people are winning something, there has to be some confusion that takes away from, from, the, the, moment. from the moment? I totally get that. That was really painful to watch, though. Do you horrible. remember? It was horrible. Did you watch that as it was happening? Yes. That was painful. Yeah. That was painful. It was the commotion. Oh. And then someone taking the ticket out of someone's oh. hand and saying, it's Moonlight, Moonlight won it. They definitely won it. Everyone's like, are you sure? Are you sure? Oh. And then even a couple of days after, people are like, are you sure? Like, so again, that just, that retook it so much from that moment. Yes. Yeah. And I hate that. And when you speak about, look at what we're doing now. When we speak about Moonlight, we, we remember that. 
it's horrible. Absolutely. But then the wayward South African woman, the wayward white South African woman, posted on socials because people were dragging her for filth. And she said, um, hashtag Daniel Kaluuya, I did not mistake you for Leslie Odom Jr. I'm sorry if it seemed that way. And so for this, you are a cunt because we all heard you. Like, literally, we all heard you, right? And so you're, you're then tagging him or trying to hashtag because he's not on Twitter. You're then trying to hashtag it to him. Like, I did not mistake you for Leslie Odom Jr. I'm sorry if it seemed that way because you clearly we're imagining it. Daniel's imagining it. I wanted to ask about Regina King not being nominated as a director for One Night in Miami and your win for Judas and the Black Messiah for the community at this time. So imagine somebody wants to clarify something and then only makes it worse. It, we would have thought you were racist already for trying to mix up Daniel Kaluuya with uh, Leslie Odom Jr. But you wanted to let us know that you are a stamp carrying, you're a card carrying racist yes. by what then followed. What the fuck does Daniel Kaluuya have to do with Regina King not being nominated as a, as a director for One Night in Miami? Nothing. Why are you asking me that? Because when white actors are, win their awards, you don't start asking them about the other white um, actors and directors that didn't win shit. Why are you asking the same, me? It's not even the same category that they were ah, <laughs> do you get ah. what I mean and then on top of it so you're asking a supporting actor as to why a director didn't win or d- a director wasn't nominated what again has that got to do with me why do you think that all black people must care about every other black person struggling and even if they do care why are you taking away from my moment for asking me about Regina King and on top of that what this mean, win means for the community what the fuck do you know about the community you as a white South African has displaced, displaced and dispersed the community within South Africa so what the fuck do you know about the community some of you hear words and you just try to run with it and you're like oh it sounds like I know something you know nothing coloniser you know nothing Period. Period. Disgusting. So that's that for anyway. They're that's trying, that. Trying to explain it away. <laughs> Y'all can't explain that away. Can't explain that away. Explain yourself off a cliff. Um. So now, big up the um our second show um sponsor this week who are Skillshare, and um yeah we'll talk about Skillshare. So 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 you can witness your own transformation as you turn small steps into giant leaps with Skillshare because they make it possible. So um, Skillshare is an online learning community that offers membership with meaning, which um, so much to explore, real projects to create and the support of fellow creatives. Skillshare empowers you to accomplish real growth. So I've seen on Skillshare that um, upon all the amazing classes that they're doing, they've actually got a class there that you can take or a course there that you can take that's called Video for Instagram. Tell an engaging story in less than a minute. And that's taught by Halise Narvez. And I like that. And I, I think that because so many people are making like reels and things like that um, recently or making like their like one minute videos and, um, and stuff, I think that it's great to have something like that that kind of takes you through the process of making your Instagram videos and making them engaging in a way that um, people will be able to relate to. So you have to understand that with these things, practice makes progress. So advancing toward a goal is achievable with short lessons and hands-on projects. There's nothing better than getting better. So accomplishing growth is extremely satisfying. Do something for yourself today um, that you couldn't do yesterday with classes designed for real life. Skillshare is also incredibly affordable, especially when compared um, compared to pricey in-person classes. Um, so yeah, get yourself over there. Explore your creativity at Skillshare.com slash straws and get a free trial of premium membership. That's Skillshare.com. That's S-K-I-L-L-S-H-A-R-E.com slash straws. And just go and enjoy your life. Okay, so now let's get to So You Mad. 
So this week on So You Mad, there's plenty, plenty, plenty of madness and we're just going to do quick fire to get through all of them because it's one of them things where you're like, well, if I don't put this bit in, then it's just, but it's news in and of itself. It's just one of those weeks. You know that some weeks news just feels a bit like, Meh. Well. But this week it was just like, bass, boss, bass, boss. Yeah, um, yeah, but I feel like also um, it's good to kind of, um, yeah, I feel like it's good for um, us to, you know, go with that theme. And the theme for this week is... See, when you do clownery, the clown comes back to bite. <laughs> <laughs> that is the theme, because, you know, a lot of people have been doing clownery, clownery. just before you even get to whatever you've prepared there, yeah. I wanted to quickly talk about the Wendy Williams and the Jocelyn showdown. Oh, why did we not even have that on the show? You mad? It wasn't even in the. We should have put it. Go on. We should have actually put it there somewhere. But no, you're right. I thought that was the funniest thing ever. But I just wanted to make a point because me and you didn't actually agree on the clip. Right? No, initially until you sent until me, you until yeah. I sent you that, that that thing. So just for those of you who don't know, I were referring to Jocelyn Hernandez. She's yes. from the popular franchise Love. Hello, Maid. Hello, Maid. That's that's your maid outfit on. <laughs> like you always. Like do. you always do. <laughs> She is also known as the Puerto Rican princess. She's just a, a TV personality. Then we have Wendy Williams. I, I don't need to explain Wendy Williams. Anyways, mm-hmm. Jocelyn comes on Wendy Williams' show. And straight away, Jocelyn uh, explains that she has a problem with Wendy. And she basically doesn't like how Wendy is reporting on her and how she feels as though Wendy is hard on women that look like her, Spanish women. And she's also hard on black girls. Yeah. And the clip is just, it's like 10 minutes, it's just tense. It's just Jocelyn really trying to, you know, explain her point, which isn't really a strong point, but she's trying to explain it anyway. But I feel like it was a strong point in terms of, if we're talking generally, how Wendy Williams behaves to black women on that show is a bit mad. I just, look... I know that you say that, oh, yeah, Wendy Williams behaves that way to everybody, you know, she's just shady, that's the whole premise of what she does. But I feel like... Apart from um, uh, Whitney Houston, no one's really dragged Wendy the way she needs to be dragged. Omarosa. Omarosa. That one, yeah. And it's funny because everyone was like, oh, Jocelyn dragged her worse than Omarosa. Like, no, 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 no. no, 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 That Omarosa one will forever be iconic. Omarosa dealt with her. She she dealt with her as much as she could. I I don't even think Jocelyn dealt with Wendy like that. But hey, just to adjust your point, you could, as a black woman, you could tell me that that's the case and I can accept that. I'm just talking as someone who watches wendy i just don't feel her that her nastiness if you want to call it that is exclusive to black women and i've seen her in many instances and loads of black women come on her show and they talk and they keep and you watch the kiki and they you know they have fun and all of that so i just felt like jocelyn had a very personal problem in this particular case and that's enough sometimes so okay, okay fine sometimes that's enough but it's just like you're looking at wendy like look this i am wendy williams because of what i have achieved and what i have done like do you get i mean nobody else can make boring news sound as exciting as wendy williams can right. do you get what i mean so people like jocelyn need to start appreciating that look people like wendy williams to have wendy williams talk about you that's that's helping you and your number one show on Zeus that you're apparently claiming that <laughs> you have. Show in the <laughs> she has the number one show in the country. When he was like, no, 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 you have the number one show on Zeus. <laughs> and Justin like, it's the number one show in America. When he's like, okay, look, 
it, overall, for me, I feel like Wendy won in that situation because look, she was professional. She wasn't professional. She, she was. was no. She was evading. She was uh, Wendy Williams was evading accountability because the fact of the matter is, and what I loved about when Jocelyn was um, speaking to her, although that we can look at it in a wider context, like Jocelyn, you're a hypocrite. Um, <laughs> but it's the fact that. You have all this energy for other people. Meanwhile, your husband was treating you like an Ikea rug, right? He was treating you like an Ikea rug. Who the fuck are you to be like, oh, <laughs> this happened to this person. But what about you? What about you? You were paying for your side chick, your husband's side chick. You were paying for still her is. home, paying for the car. Still still are. So who are you to speak on me? Because what? See, when you do clownery, the clown comes back to bite you. No. are the clown, Wendy. No. You are the clown. No, 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 and, the, no, no, no. And, the, and the thing is, the clown and the clownery, the clown keeps biting. The, <laughs> the corn is coming from inside the house. Like, how dare you? No, 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 no. Here's the thing. This is why I feel like Wendy was professional. Because, look, you do not, as a host of a number one TV show in America, you do not argue with your guests. Okay. Come on. You don't, you don't seem to that level. And also, why I also respect Wendy even more is because if you, if you watch the full clip... Uh, obviously producers are always involved Pre- um, the producer had a chat with Jocelyn and mm-hmm. the producer explained to Wendy that Jocelyn was screaming down the phone mm-hmm. so Wendy was prepared again yeah, yeah. for what was th- what was going to happen and look this is how Wendy's segment goes you come on you say hello you show her your shoes yeah. and then you talk about your life she kept it very professional and actually she did address some of Jocelyn's concerns she but said she, no, she, no said, she said she said about women like oh I know what it is you know when we're not talking about race you know as a woman I know what it is to not get your dues and, and to work so hard no 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 we have to put race back into it because you won't have uh, this energy for white women generally. But I think what yes, she said... Yes, you're, you're cheeky to white women, but you do not take it to the extent that you take it to black women, right? She really... She goes... Wendy goes in on people. This is the thing. I feel like it's very easy to feel this way when you only see clips of Wendy. Wendy goes in on some of these white girls. She goes... She really okay. does go in. I think my thing is, is that, like, she didn't want it to just become... Uh, a thing where it's like a shouting fest because that's what Justin was doing at first. She was really shouting. She was getting really upset. I think she wanted to have a more controlled interview and that's how she does it. She does a shoe cam and then she asks you about your life and everything else. Yeah. I felt like Jocelyn was really just trying to... She just wanted She just wanted to have a bit of a drama. Do you get what I mean? Like also, the, also the problem with J- Jocelyn, the reason why I have an issue with that clip is that there wasn't one thing that Jocelyn said that Wendy had said about her that she had an issue with. It was just very general and it was just like, no, it's not even like... Wendy even calls her the Puerto Rican princess and all yeah. of that. So it's like, what's the problem? But then again, you say that, but also remember that you're saying that as a man, right? And the thing is, it's the same thing when we're talking about when people do something to you and you're like, but where's the proof? I'm telling you that it's the kind of way that you go about talking to me. Like if I was to actually talk about the things that you said specifically, I might not be able to give you hard specifics, but I know the energy that you bring to me that I do not feel is consistent with the energy that you give other people. But then why come on my show? Because I need to address it with you on your show right way. Let's do it on your turf. And that's what I respect Jocelyn for. Like I will come on your show. It's the same way that I said that even with Piers Morgan, if I was ever going to drag Piers Morgan, let's do it on your show. Like, and let me be here in front of all your fans and tell you about your clock in front of all so of you your know. fans. Fine, fine. I just, I just feel like Jocelyn could have, she could have done it in a in a much controlled way. She, could have, she, could she have, was very controlled, and she kept no, saying, she didn't. No, she, she, why she wasn't is because already from the get go, like Wendy hasn't even asked her a question that might help her come to that. Wendy has just said, "You don't need hey, to ask Jocelyn. me no questions." She's literally just said, "Hey, Jocelyn," and Jocelyn's like, "Hey," and then she goes into a, and then and Wendy's like, "Anyway, shoe cam. Anyway, shoe cam. Shoe cam." Maybe because me and Jocelyn share that similar type of energy. Like, I'm not going to do the frivolities with you. I'm not going to do the trivialities with you. The moment that camera says action. 
action. You go in. action. Fine. I just, I don't know. Maybe it's different styles. I prefer for people to be unsuspected. So if I was Justin, I would have done the shoe cam. After the shoe cam, I would have really gotten into what I really want to get into. Yeah. And make sure Mendy was relaxed. Because Wendy was, Wendy was prepared. Yeah. And I think that's what Justin wanted to make it out. She wanted to try and catch Wendy off guard. She didn't catch Wendy off guard at all. Do yeah. you know what I mean? And if anything, she Wendy kind of made her look a bit even more stupid because... After she's finished complaining now, when he's like, "Okay, all right, how's your how's your husband ballistic? Okay, he's good. How's your how's your daughter, Barney?" Yeah. And then when he still asked you about questions you didn't want to ask about, um, you didn't want to you didn't want to answer about Stevie J. She still asked you about Faith Evans. Yeah. So that's where I feel she's like she's a top interviewer. She is a she's a brilliant interviewer. I don't yeah. give a damn. Like yeah. I'm, she's a she's a brilliant interviewer for that. She kept. I think a lot of people would have just been like, "Okay, can we just cut this short and then just maybe cut the clip?" No, no. she st- she kept asking. But she will you. keep going because because somebody... she's trying to show you that. It's not personal. I'm it's not personal. Asking she's you about forged, what you put out there. She's forged in drama. Like, Wendy Williams is someone that revels in drama. Like, her whole thing, her whole career has been from drama. So somebody like her, she's comfortable in drama. Absolutely. Like, you can't face her. But for me, it's just like, you can be comfortable in drama, but can we talk about the drama of your personal life? Can we talk about the drama of your drug addiction? Like, I, if we're going to talk, let's all talk about, let's, if you're going to show, if you're going to expose my bum hole, let us also expose yours. Like, I am all for it. I just think it's a bit unfair to say that when she has a whole, three-part documentary and a movie explaining all of that we see a whole three-part do- documentary see- that she was very hands-on in in, t- in terms of how it's depicted. because it's her image right do you get me because it's, it, it's, it's her image of her, but that's your one-sided story okay but this is situation. my this is my thing right we see we see multiple scenes in where wendy in the movie is taking coke I think the way we're making because it sound she couldn't is that, hide, she couldn't hide that because right. because it's out there. Right. So, so how many more? So my point is to for people, how many scenes do you want to see her taking coke for re, you to really understand that she was a drug user? She's no, to really understand. That's there, but the way that she tried to even put the whole narrative there, that like it was very gentle on herself, is what I'm saying because she's telling that story. Had the Fine. story about her life been told by somebody else, there would have been some things that she's omitted in that narrative that should also be there since you want to tell us about everybody else's <laughs> life. I just don't generally mean the kind of person I am. If you're one of them gossip blogs you should also be prepared that one day that clown will come back to bite you yes and do you know what it did <laughs> and do you know what i'll be honest and say that the clown did come back to bite wendy and i felt like she handled see when you do clownery <laughs> the clown comes back to bite and I felt like she handled it really well. There you go. When the clown came back to bite her, she handled it very, very well. But there's only so much she can do, though. But like you say, she's still paying for the side chick and she's still paying for her husband. Because, because that's not her fault. That's like, that's the, well, no, she's not technically anymore, but like in a way where it's like it's her money that they're spending. But like, for how many how years you knew that was happening and you were there? So the, for me, I feel like Jocelyn tried, but for somebody like me, if Wendy was to ever um, be. Oh, you would have. You would have. If she was been ever misguided enough to be, to come for me, I'm not coming for anything that you said necessarily online. I'm going to come for your psychological state. That same way I said about when the troll you would person. Have been sick I'd have been like, you. so all this time you're online, on air, talking about all of these people, you were being used like an IKEA rug. <laughs> your man was in your face cheating on you. He might as well have just brought her pussy lips right to your nose and you were there, you were having it. It's a lot more complicated than that. It's and, not and that also, complicated. Also put your, your man put, put, put yourself you. in the shoes of a, of, a, of a gossip blogger or whatever you want to put yourself in the Wendy Williams shoes. Like, you are going to try and save face as much as possible because you know people are gonna you know people are praying for your downfall you know people are waiting for your downfall and look wendy williams has done some questionable things she has you know she has she has done some terrible stuff i would say maybe spoken about people in ways that she shouldn't have 
but I don't... somebody else you're disclosing their cancer treatment before they've even told the rest of their family i'm sorry there is no dragging in the world you haven't been dragged mm. efficiently you have not been dragged efficiently there's gossip and then there's downright unethical practice and wendy williams has crossed that line many many times and while i'm just like yeah you do what you're doing over there there, there has to be some accountability, but she chose how that whole narrative was framed about her. And they, these lot have told you, keep our name out of your mouth. Like, don't don't talk about me and my husband. Keep us out of your mouth because you've got a whole ass husband, your ho- your own husband to be talking about and you're just not giving it the volume that it deserves. Imagine paying for someone's car and their home and everything else and you have the cheek to be online talking about... <laughs> <laughs> but you see, I feel like she addresses that because she said to Jocelyn, like, from based on what I've been through, this is why I'm so hard on some of these other women because it's, it's like... It's a lie and it's false. That It's that false, mate, like, that false <laughs> matriarchal bullshit, that false benevolent bullshit. You were hard on them before this ever came out about you and then the most toxic women are the ones that say to you, I'm doing this for your own good. I'm so hard on you for your own good. No, stop lying. You're doing that because you're jealous and you're bitter. Because upon all the boob jobs and all the facelifts that you've got, you still look like a weird triangle. Deal with that. <laughs> Deal with that. <laughs> yeah, your walker walker legs. Deal with that. I'm sorry. She has lymphedema. <laughs> Come on. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm Deal with that. Go away. Like she's, you can't say that. You can't try and add some false benevolence to it. Let's walk She has, she has a whole lot lymphedema. She can't wear heels. Lymphedema is serious. Okay, okay, okay. She should go and attend to it rather than looking for people's trouble. Fine, oh. fine. The Puerto Rican princess was not pleased, and I guess the Igbo princess is not pleased as well. <laughs> she's not pleased. <laughs> Both princesses are just not pleased. Fine. Wendy Williams, for me, I feel like with with how much of a blight we give problematic men in the entertainment industry, true. Wendy Williams, I'm able to, I'm, I will give her a whole curtain. True, I don't, true, honestly, true, true. because it's like... But I also, for the record, I hate all the men too. Yes, fine. But they're still, still, like. still, still able to exist. That's true. They're still able to exist. Still able to make yeah. loads of money. I feel like people like Joe Budden, who have just managed uh. to fail upwards... I which really is quite unique for black who, men who find him attractive i just think he's the worst person in it's the world money, i guess joe, but, i go through i go through different seasons with joe budden i feel like yeah i go through different seasons with him he's like, literally he's the worst person in the world like yeah, you beat someone to the extent that they had a miscarriage and then you're just here oh my god was this um tahiri yeah i, I don't know her name but oh. to me like that's what you're doing with your life and then people are still paying you to have a podcast people are still lusting after you how do you lust after somebody that's that disgusting i feel like he's had so many lives he's had a failed rap career he had, <laughs> no think about it. he's had he's actually had so many opportunities he's had a failed rap career failed reality tv star career then um he, he had spotify spotify finished him I, oh, I swear to you when when he cut ties with spotify i was like yeah this is the end of joe budden nope he came back bigger yeah. and stronger so yeah, he's got many multiple lives. I think he's just a fluke. He's literally... he's a survivor. <laughs> <laughs> he shouldn't make it. Oh wow, <laughs> he's definitely a fluke though. But yeah, sorry guys to just rant on about Jocelyn and Wendy Williams. I thought that clip was just so funny, but it's and when it's so tense. No, but it's when you sent me the other clip of um, Jocelyn's show when she's talking about the girl that had the abortion. That's what that made me sick. Yeah, like, now and that and that's what for me, which is why I just didn't agree with with Wendy uh, with her rant on Wendy Williams because it was like, no, don't try and come for Wendy as though you're this um you know you speak for women you're 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 protecting women and all of that because jocelyn no you're not and there's ways that jocelyn speaks to women that look a certain way 
but we'll get onto that another because time. Because there's a colorism to it, there, or a featureism. I don't know what we always, want to call it, but there's something there's there. There's always a bit of that, and let me tell you, when the whole thing, and then some of them Afro-Latina girls, mate. Yeah, we could really get into it. Oh. I feel like that it needs a whole episode. My problem with the Jocelyn show is that when it first came out, we all shouldn't have laughed or acknowledged the um that clip in the way that we did. You know, when the the girl was saying about the double homicide. Yeah, but yeah. I don't think. I, yeah, I guess some people, quite a lot of people laugh, but when I saw it, I thought that was disgusting. I, I thought that was horrible. Yeah. I, I thought that was... Even to say it, to say it, to say it, yeah, to say it out loud and to, do you get what I mean? Something like you've taken your friends and you guys are kicking in your group chat, you've said it out loud to the person after they've told you yeah. what they've just been through. Yeah. And then I thought, I, I, I didn't think it could get worse until Jocelyn then, yeah. then said what she said. I don't even think we should repeat it. No. But yeah, Jocelyn was 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 wrong for that, and I I feel like you don't you don't I I didn't expect the whole abortion thing to continue past episode one. Like you try to make that a storyline, yeah. And you're like, you're not fucking and you try to make that someone's storyline, and then no, oh gosh, no, it's horrible. But um, that that was our unofficial first story. Yes, our second story. Um, an East London school admits that some of its methods are completely unacceptable after an investigation was done by ITV that reveals that pupils are referred to as detainees and that staff were given a handbook revealing sexist directives described by the CEO of the school's trust as from the seventies. Um, it says here, ITV news has seen emails by teacher Barry Smith, who was brought into Hackney's new school to improve discipline, calling pupils detainees when handing out detentions. We've seen emails showing that last year, one day uh, on one day alone, more than 150 pupils were in detention, <laughs> approximately half of Hackney New School's population. Staff who spoke to us anonymously and current pupil on the record claim disciplinary methods are damaging to pupils' mental health. A pupil sent an email to all staff at the school. In it, she alleges a pattern of conscious and subconscious racism that has gotten to the toxicity level beyond limits. The school says it refutes this, stating that more than 60% of leadership are from black and ethnic minority communities. So I just want to pause there and think that and say that, do you think that racism can't be perpetuated by people that look like you? Because it's not so much them, it's the system that they exist within and then the, the directives that they need to follow nice. in order to be to get their money, basically. They become agencies. Right. So, um, in March, the school's press team claimed that they'd eliminated bullying by banning play at break time and lunchtime. So you've you've eliminated bullying by just not letting people interact. Right. Okay. The staff who spoke to us said that the idea that bullying has been eradicated is laughable, as if they don't have classrooms to do it in. Anyway, the CEO of the Community Schools Trust, which runs Hackney New School, has defended most of the school's behaviour systems, telling us that they've turned around what was once a dangerous school. So already that's racist. Um, yeah, I just think that that's mad that you bland you banned playtime as a way to deal with bullying so are they they're literally in prison that's what you've tried to do they're in they're in daytime prison these people are just becoming so lazy with with teaching or whatever you want to call it or managing kids i just don't understand it gets worse and worse also it's more concerning that these people but what age are they secondary school secondary school yeah gets very concerning that these kids are having to radicalize themselves from so young, I I couldn't imagine being in secondary school writing an email talking about oh this conscious is and yeah conscious and unconscious racism. I just yeah. couldn't. Do you get me? Because you they would make you feel like that is impossible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the fact that these people can see f through it, I think it's just scary. Like, what kind of children are we going to have in the next ten years? Not that it's bad to be conscious, but 
Jesus Christ, they're not enjoying... They need to be enjoying playtime. But I think that it's a good thing that they're not because I think that, in, like you say, in 10 years, what we see about the education system will be look very, very different because they will be old enough to also work in schools if they want to. But by then, the school systems in and of themselves, hopefully, would have changed because... I think in the next five years, we're going to see stuff that we've never, ever seen before. We never thought possible, but they it will need to happen. Otherwise, we'll be destroyed. Like, we'll literally be destroyed. And these young people are the ones that are really pushing for that change because they've literally still got the energy. Like you say, um, you're from your age group and on, onwards to me and then past me, you kind of lose that vim. You mm. lose that energy because you're just like, no, nah, this world is fucked. I'm just trying to keep my head down and get, you get know, live, com- and get, live. Yeah, yeah. live comfortably and move. And they're like, nah, we've got the energy, so we'll do what needs to be done. And I think that that galvanizes us as well to be like, well, if there's any way that I can help with my creaky back and my creaky knees, <laughs> um, I'm with you. I'll do, what I, yeah, I'll do what I need to do, but it's necessary. And I think that... Just because we haven't imagined it, they have. And once you can imagine something, you can realise it. And the issue here is, like, you're calling them detainees, and we all know that the school-to-prison pipeline exists. Like, especially for black, yeah. Especially for black pupils and, and, and pupils. And you're talking here about you came in, you were brought in, and this is a problem when all of these schools are being made into, like, little academies with these trusts and everything. Because it's, it's, it's They're literally businesses, the same way the prisons are. So they're trying to send you from one of their businesses to their other business and they keep that money going like it's a very very real thing and we should be more scared they describe the school as dangerous before so you wanted to come in find the super dangerous ones yep let's get them next stage prison that's where they need to go like you're referring to them as detainees so what are you doing to their psyche when you're already trying to make them believe that they're incarcerated in one way or another that's really dangerous because you lot aren't doing that in the private schools you're not doing that in the fancy schools you're not speaking to them like that you could never speak to them like that but in these schools, then it's fine. And then you, your excuse is that, well, most of the most of the staff, 60% of the staff are um, black or, um, you know, from other, you know, whatever, black and Asian or whatever backgrounds. Why, you're, why that's funny to me is because what you're also doing there is dismissing um, structural and institutional power. How many, let's look at South Africa. What percentage of South Africa's population are actually white? Yet. Yeah how much do those that population that small population how much do they own of the country i give that example to say that whiteness no matter how small in numbers the the institutional and systemic power that you wield means that you can be 40 percent of the staff you and need still one have, white right and then you'll you'll be able to run run it all yep 40 percent of the whites getting together will absolutely shut the fuck up out of the 60 percent that are black and brown i promise you that no doubt so that excuse is really, really fucking stupid and it makes no sense to anybody who will sit down for five seconds to just deconstruct what they're being told. And then to eradicate bullying, you stop them from having lunch times or just sorry, play times and whatever else. So they're not even getting a chance to um to you know, like to decompress after their sessions, um, after their lessons. They're literally cooped up all of the time. All day. I think it's worse that, you know, these people are looking at demographic of their schools and they're noticing that there's loads of african african caribbean afro-caribbean and all of that and they're not using those the differences in cultures to maybe enrich the experience of the students in fact they're using those cultures to actually become creative with punishment yes and do you remember it's actually becoming a pattern it's like oh okay we've got loads of um different ethnics here let's try and find a creative punishment that everyone can not try to do you get me you haven't you haven't created a day where everyone can learn about different people's cultures no but it's you want to go and look into their cultures and get a punishment from there 
or, or get, it's just it's, it's so strange it's absolutely fucked and it's really really scary it's um, strange but the kids are doing the damn thing and it's 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 quite refreshing to see in some ways but quite upsetting because they shouldn't others, have to because they shouldn't have to but yeah it's just like but if no one's done it then they're gonna what have can to. you do yeah and then I'm, th- I'm just thinking about how some of the parents are feeling they're like oh is my is my child even learning if they're having to deal with all of this 150 people in detention what, what do you what mean do you need, how do you why do you need so many people in detention and also if you're having to send that many kids to detention you need to figure out what's going wrong with that school <laughs> 150 kids in detention the most i saw in, um, in my detention was maybe about seven yeah always small small i i'm disgusted by it and it's really really scary and we, it's showing us more and more how schools are intrinsic in the um I guess the vilification of black students mm. and black and Asian students mm. and um, mm. but especially mm. black students, especially black Caribbean students, mm-hmm. it's so clear. And I and I hate that mm-hmm. something needs to be done. So I was glad to kind of read that and think that, you know what, at least we've got it out there. And now maybe we'll be able to hold the CEO and all of them people accountable. Um, so, yeah, that's that one. So you mad. Next one um, that I saw was that a third of Brits. I know that the first story that came out about this was actually in 2020, but then it resurfaced again that one third of British people wash their bed sheets once a year. And that links nicely to, um, is it Sarah Beanie or whatever she calls herself, Sarah, um, that was on TV talking about the fact that she and her family share um, a bath water. Sarah Beanie, that's it that they share bath water. So there's something that clearly needs to be discussed about the British hygiene. I don't even know. I'll be honest in saying, yeah, that I did not know that. And I mean, I guess growing up you'd heard jokes, but I genuinely didn't know that British hygiene was, or I guess overall hygiene was as bad as what it was until very recent. Yeah. I have to put my hands up and say that because in my experience, I haven't, yeah, you. Everyone's been on the bus with that smelly person. Everyone's, you know, been to the gym there, that smelly person. Everyone's kind of had those experiences, but I've never really had something where it's like, nah, this is actually. Do you get? I mean, I've yeah. never had that experience. And just obviously, the way I grow up, I've grown up wash every day. Yeah, you know, it's just these things that are just so standard that you didn't actually realize that are really good hygiene practices. And do you know what? I'm sure someone could even teach me more and better, better ones. But it's but, funny, you know, like when you go when um elders, you kind of go, go shopping with them. They're like, especially the Caribbean um um elders, like they have a thing like when they bring their shopping home, they'll always wipe it down with anti back wipes yeah. before they even put it in the fridge. Yeah. And before you'd be like, ah, this the one extra. is only for you to now see COVID. in the pandemic you now see yeah. that all the things that they were doing even the little capful of detto in your bath water you're now seeing that yeah. oh oh so you lot been knowing right and this is how it helps so like for me it's it's i kind of find it hard to believe that a third what was the statistic yeah a third of brits a third of brits wash their sheets once a year yeah it says the research based on the survey of 2000 conducted by hammond's furniture found that brits are falling behind when it comes to keeping up with washing one in three 30 percent admitted to washing their bedding just once a year a habit which experts say can lead to bacteria buildups itchy skin and mites but i'm not surprised because sometimes i see some of those skin conditions that you're not going to them tv shows with and i'm just like i understand i understand that these skin conditions can happen whenever wherever but you also strike me as somebody that doesn't bathe. Yeah, 
Yeah, and no, 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 babe. You're not actually because you always find that the doctor would give them advice and say you need to bathe more. They always, <laughs> you're not being unreasonable. It always comes down to nah, you need to actually bathe more. It's just it was just shocking for me. So obviously, if you're on Twitter, if you have a Twitter account, you would have seen Aloni's thread. Oh! you would have seen Aloni's thread. I just want to talk about the most notable one for me. I have to really talk about it because I have to take my time talking about it because I might throw up. Was the one where. He was about to spit in her mouth. What? And she noticed that the spit was coloured slightly and that there was blood in it. And that she said to him, hold on, hold on, hold on. Ginger bites it. I'm going to take my time with this one. She said to him, hold on, hold on, hold on. There's blood in your spit. He said, oh, shit, yeah, that happens sometimes. Oh, my God. She was talking, there was another one... um, that had um, eczema on his neck, which is fine. Everyone, everyone, some people might have a little skin condition here and there. But it explained that he uses a brush to brush the flakes off onto his bed oh. as the. Oh, oh! I couldn't make it through the thread. I'm sorry. I, have, I, I know there's still stories out there that I haven't laid my. Eyes I on. could not because I just thought to myself, I can't read this, and people will be talking about eating us, eating us, eating oh, us. Oh these... God! <laughs> oh God! Uh, I'm telling you, I would pay. I'm telling if I had enough money, I'd pay each and every girl that I follow fifty pounds to pledge that they will never <laughs> eat a man's bum. No, because it's so wrong. Like, how are we going to be talking about the orgasm gap, right? And then you guys are then talking about how you are eating man's bum. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's that's bums that aren't being washed. That they think it's gay to ah! wash their own bums. And I notice I'm always specific. Wash your bum. I didn't say necessarily wipe your bum. I said wash your bum because imagine you're taking just dry paper to smear. Nah, you know, you know what? Oloni is doing the gods. She's doing the Lord's she work. She did. She did because it exposed a lot. Because sometimes, and this is why I had to drag the person that tried to send me that message from their fresh Instagram and um, burner account because you're a fucking idiot. Because here we are with Oloni, who has predominantly like black women followers, talking about what ideally black men are doing you know numerous people could send in them and their messages or whatever but we can assume that it's predominantly black men there that are being spoken about and then i've spoken about that and i've also spoken about the demographic that doesn't want to wash their legs and doesn't want to um that wants to share bath water but you honed in on that and was like but isn't your partner da, da, da. but that's why you're a fucking idiot because you're just looking for something and that's why it will never ever be well with you and your family period just wanted to put that there period. but anyway like i read that and i just thought to myself this hair men are just like free yourself. You're in spiritual bondage. Free yourself. I still can't believe some of those stories. I'm not gonna lie to you. I still can't believe some of those stories because even even just like things like I think about myself, like things like okay, I come back from the gym. You feel, you feel the dirt. You can feel the dirt. I can say to myself, yeah, I'm not leaving this house. But I can still feel the dirt in the so house I know I'm I not leaving. So I know I need to, I've got something to do. But then I'll go and interact with another but, human. Ah, and then get them to take off ah! your clothes. When the girl was you. like, she could taste urine and he's, oh. ah. And then they were talking about dick smeg and all of that. And I just thought, yeah. But and that's why you know that um, heterosexuality is the ghetto, right? Because... All of these women shared these stories, but you're still dating these men. Like, some of them will go, oh, and the first time he did this, and then, so there was a next time. There was time. another time. <laughs> but here's the thing, though. Where I'm, where, where I'm a little bit more lenient on them is because I feel like when it comes to certain aspects of bad hygiene, especially with some of the stories that you're reading about where it's like first date or, you know, the first time you meet, you met them, when it comes to some to certain things like that, sometimes you might want to 
give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. And I know, I know that sounds wild, even with some of the wildest hygiene. But you have to bear in mind, some people can present differently than their but hygiene. men. But men don't give women this, the benefit of the doubt. If they, oh, if definitely they, if, not. If they interacted with a woman that they always say, "Oh, she smelled funny," down there, that that's it. That's it. And yeah. and the stories going in a group chat. That is. Oh, that one is. Yeah, no, you're right. That one is debatable. I think some men are actually discussing to the point where they know that they've that there's something down there and it will continue yeah, going back and yeah, they complain yeah. about it still complain about it but still continue going back down and you, you 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 will be very very shocked but i think with women it's also coupled with the fact that you there need are, to get a man under any under any circumstance or that you feel that way yeah, yeah. and that to be fair there aren't that many out there available you to, to you do what you can do yeah so you're like all right cool there's bad hygiene me too i can fix but then you realize that it's not only just bad hygiene because you're going to their house now and you're realizing that they can't keep a home. Oh. They can't keep a home. They can't keep themselves. This they cannot keep a relationship. But I've got to blame the parents. I've got to, and not just the mother specifically. Good, yeah. I've got to blame the parents because you're raising men, um, raising boys to believe that someday a woman will come and take care of them, and so they don't know how to cook a lot of them. They don't know how to clean a lot of them. So then they're going out into the world, and then they don't know what to do. And so all they can do is carry around a Louis V um wash bag mm-hmm. and to travel the world <laughs> in that wash bag. And be clutching that wash bag. Clutching that but there's not a single thing that they can use there to wash it's a mess it's a mess i want i want it i want women to get to the stage where they're able to tell even before engaging with some of these men because i think dirty men a lot of the time we speak about them that they that they don't know that they're dirty no they do because sometimes love expensive cologne Oh, definitely. Just to just to cover it up. Yeah. But they the dirty men know that they're dirty, and this is why when it's a lot of the time when they when you first meet them, they're they're clean. Yeah. It's when you go back to home, when you live with them, when you see habits and all of that. When they they can know. let the mask fall. Exactly. And the boxes fall. People know how to <laughs> the boxes, the, the the holy boxes. People <laughs> know how marks. to people know how to scrub up well. Like that girl, I think it was a TikTok video where she showed her husband's boxes and they had a massive skin mark. Uh, I don't think I saw that one. Oh, I'm, thinking of, I'm thinking about the one where these two people were rolling around in the mar- in the supermarket, <laughs> like literally a, a boy- boyfriend and girlfriend holding hands in the supermarket. And then in the, it's in America, so you know how a lot of them like to sag their yeah. trousers. He was sagging, wearing white boxes. You could see what you could see. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> It was so oh. horrible, oh. so disgusting. But you people will be saying, are oh, you dirty niggas or you dirty Muslims or you dirty this? Muslims are out here washing five times a day. What are you doing? Yeah, and actually it's so weird because I feel like people like that are not lucky, but they will never understand bad hygiene because their their religious practice is, is, it's is embedded. It's embedded into them. Like, nah, you guys have to be clean. And so it's just weird. But as for Sarah Beanie and saying that she sheds buff, like you've got money, you've got money, so there's no reason. And you didn't tell us at any point that you bathed before or after getting into that communal bath water. And so many white people were writing and going, "Yeah, can I, you, I can grew we just up stop there? Communal bath water? <laughs> are we? Is, are you making that a thing? Wait, but the, what oh, I have to say is that God. now I was very clear about the. But you say communal people go into swimming pools. That's basically communal bath water. The people go into jacuzzis. That's basically communal bath water so my whole thing is but in both of those situations you're meant to bathe before and after entering into the pool uh, into the pool so therefore it's clean so clean relatively so other people can use it but the thing is people are actually having their actual baths in this bath, in this water. bath water and they think that's okay and they'll say to you oh you can go first you can go and get into so if the water was so clean why do i get to go first why don't you let me go last after everybody else has been in the bath water why are you saying that as a guest to your home I get to go into the bath water I first. I cannot imagine bathing with water that someone has already... 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I you remember know, Rihanna telling me. Rihanna was like, "Oh, she went to, she was staying at her friends, and then, um, or she, she was at some dorms or whatever, and then the girl came and she was like, oh, 'Oh, I've, I'm just finished my having my bath, but I've left the water for you if you want to jump in.'" <laughs> Rihanna was like, "What? Oh. What? I can't even. I just think it's just so, 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 so disgusting to the point where it always makes me think back to like, you know, learning about history in the classrooms and stuff like that." Like, you know, her learning about the Moors. Oh, I was thinking of that, yeah. And everything else. I think to myself, for them, for the Moors to actually think, no, 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 we need to step in. They wasted their time. What, what? I just think to myself, what, how are these people living? And, and obviously it makes sense with life expectancy and everything. This is why only This is why were... the bubonic plague had, yes. had you by the neck. Yeah. This is why Blackheath is so bumpy in the way that it's bumpy because you lot did not know how to clean yourselves. And this is why the, 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 you were in the state that you were in rats everywhere rats until today i don't know why we sing ringa ringa roses because it's such a de- depressing very disgusting ugh, song ringa ringa roses a pocket full of t- poses a tissue a tissue we all fall down that's about um a, p- a plague oh my god you just reminded me of that tiktok video that that girl was doing you know where she's just skipping with the nursery rhymes and then the girl's like and then the woman's like oh do you know where that comes from right a lot of the, <laughs> ever since lev has been watching all of this coco melon and all of these different ones and i'm listening to the songs and i'm like this is some fucked up shit yes, but that ring of the roses crazy. one i'm just like yeah and you know what the typical i know that it was a, a, across europe generally but you the plague is happening and all you think to do is put flowers in your handkerchief and in your pockets that if you sniff that then it will stop the stench of death yeah Oh, 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 take that from your nose. But the stench of death is still there. Oh, (laughs) the Romans, was it? They they brought you plumbing and they had to learn the plumbing from us, man. And then you were brought um, um, how to use toothbrushes. You were taught how to like use toilets. You were then taught how to bathe. Yet you tell the story and you're saying rule Britannia. Britannia has ruled nothing but dirt and grime. Yeah. Just remember that. That is all. Oh, oh that is just disgusting. But then somebody DM'd me and was just like, I'm of the Japanese diaspora and I'm just really upset that this um, communal bathing is being vilified in this way because that's actually how most Japanese people um, bathe because it's, it's relaxing. But we do um, shower before and after um, entering into the bath. Um, but I just wanted to say that. And it really annoys me when people clearly have just started following me and they just want to talk shit. You've just clarified yourself that... You and you say... And no, and then she said as well, I'm sure it doesn't relate to this video that um, that you've posted, but I just wanted to share that. Okay, so now you've told me clearly that you're mad, that you're a mad person, because you know that in no way relates to what we're saying here. And literally everybody has said shower before and after so we're clearly not talking about what this specific person is doing but because you're in your feelings you've now decided to write me this long dm about well actually in japan and we do this but we shower before and after and i've literally specified that i specified that in the video so what the fuck are you talking about where people forget that they have their own story that they can post on oh, oh. that collection will never see because it's you, never you see literally it. don't have to be here you could just go and do your own thing on your own stories but you want to be here and sometimes they'll even tag me in their stories and be like oh this is my response i don't give a shit like i i wish you understood how much i don't care like i don't care like i care about humanity but i generally don't like other humans don't send me anything leave me alone um so that's that one for so you mad um and while we're on the subject of japan you found the story about the japanese guy that scammed fake oh by women. my 
God. Oh, the clown came back to bite with this one, didn't mm. it? Didn't it? Let me get that story for you. So, here we go. When did this happen? Oh, oh here we go. Japanese man arrested. Japanese man arrested after dating 35 women at the same time in bid to get birthday presents. <laughs> A Japanese man has been arrested after reportedly dating more than 35 women at the same time. Where 35? Where'd you get the energy? The time. Where do you... Oh, even the reply time. Do you not have a job? Clearly Jesus. not. That's your job. All right, here we go. Takashi Miyagawa, a part-time worker, is being investigated oh, yeah. for allegedly... <laughs> you're so annoying. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, oh, you're definitely not full-time. You, you have to have a part-time... Right, okay. Takashi Miyagawa, a part-time worker, is being investigated for allegedly defrauding dozens of women by pretending he was serious about each of their relationships and receiving hundreds of pounds worth of gifts from them. He was apparently caught out when the women joined forces to create a victim's association <laughs> after discovering his extensive infidelity and reporting him to the police, according to local media. Unionized, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Among the claims is that he gave each woman a different date for his birthday, ensuring a constant stream of gifts throughout the year. One 47-year-old woman reportedly thought his birthday was on February 22nd. Another, aged 40, was, thought, told, it, was told it was July, while another 35-year-old believed his birthday was in April. In total, he really he allegedly received around a hundred thousand yen, oh! six hundred and sixty-eight pounds. That's, that's not that much. But relatively to them, that's a lot. Really? And that's thirty-five women. Only six hundred and sixty-eight pounds. That's a lot. That's not money that I should have been giving you, especially when you were seeing thirty-four that's what, other 668 women. Six hundred and sixty-eight each. Yeah, but still. Fine. Okay. Okay. Six hundred and sixty-eight pounds worth of gifts from the women, including the two hundred pounds suit. Miyagawa from the Kansai region allegedly began his dating spree while working for a marketing company selling okay. shower products. Fair enough. He is accused of targeting at least 35 single women through his work. And, oh, this is why he got arrested. Allegedly pretending to each that the relationship was serious and saying he wanted to spend his life with them. A report by NBS News includes photographs apparently showing Miyagawa with women in different locations such as parks and restaurants. Police are reportedly investigating to find out whether any other women were taken in by the alleged serial dating scheme. Wow. The story elicited mixed response, mixed responses online, with one reader commenting that he's an awful person, but I envy his time management skills. <laughs> I'm quite interested into why it was an arrestable offence. That he shouldn't have been arrested. Not that he shouldn't have been arrested. I don't have an opinion on that. I think, well, I think he should be... There should be some sort of retribution or whatever. Because money was exchanged under false, under a false narrative. That you that I told you about, but that my birthday was on a certain day. But yeah, birthday on a certain day. But so that's you not pre in some sense is not presenting your true identity. Let me keep quiet about some of my dating experiences. Then, because I don't, <laughs> maybe they'll come and arrest me because I don't know what to say. Like because he said his birthday wasn't a different, and he only got six hundred and sixty quid. But still, it wasn't yours to get. Fine. I just I I I would have been more excited by it if it was if, if he, he got millions. If he got million, then but we're he like just now we're have talking. the high value women yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but thirty five out of thirty five women, not one high value. Not yet, because you you know it takes time. You upgrade and you upgrade. Yeah, maybe he's Jupiter's retrograde. Anyway. <laughs> the clown comes back to bite. Even if it's four hundred thousand yen, it comes yes, back to it bite. It comes back to bite. So you definitely deserve that, Monique. Thank you for that. <laughs> Thank you for that. 
just scamming, scamming around the place. Another scammer, uh, Prince Andrew. Oh my God. Well, well, well. I just think that it's if you ever want to talk about white privilege, if you ever want to talk about why we need to abolish the monarchy, is the fact that somebody can have allegedly so many um, cases against them regarding um, paedophilia, sexual misconduct, all of that stuff. And meanwhile, they can go in and start trying to start a whole new business with somebody else who's also accused of sexual assault. Yep. So it says here, Prince Andrew has gone into business with a former Coots man, a banker. Uh, who quit in disgrace over allegations of sexual harassment using a company structure which allows them to allows the firm to avoid filing accounts. So you know how most people when they um set up companies they set up limited companies he set up an unlimited company so I don't need to file anything to you because I'm not limited like oh, I'm wow. not yes so and, not um, playing the system yes um yes which I just think is wild um just bringing it up because. I was reading it thinking that the way that we, the corruption is happening in broad daylight and why doesn't, and William have something to say about this? Why doesn't the Queen have something to say about this? But she'll have him at her um, her side because he's bringing her comfort during this time. He's a paedophile and he's a scammer, allegedly. And yet he's allowed to just continue. His titles haven't been stripped from him. He's just allowed to be there. Can you imagine they refer to him as her favourite? Yeah, but I'm not surprised knowing who her husband was, but Ooh. let's keep it, keep it cute. Because I know some of you just think the Queen's brilliant. I think she's brilliant. Big up yourself, Stacey Solomon. Yes. You said what needed to be said. You should yes. really share your magnificence. Yes, yes, G. Yes. Yes. But I have to say, she, she looked nervous when she was saying it. Yeah, because she was trying to understand these older, these much older um, women are saying that they love her and she's so dutiful. I feel like when you're saying something where you're not agreeing with them, you can feel like, am I mad? Yeah, yeah, am I crazy for saying it? I don't see, it. like, what has she actually done? No, Why it's true. She... It's true. No, I, I Solomon, like you're a G. She doesn't G. understand how big of a, it, it, it was for her to do it because she's white. Yes. So she's going to rally those white girls and white yes. men that feel the same way. Yes. So well done. It's, well it done, starts Stacey. now. The conversation starts now. Well done. People are tweeting. They were like, I never thought she'd be the one to, 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 to bring us the Republic state. But I swear <laughs> to God, <laughs> when I watched this girl at X Factor, I never thought. I never thought it would be her. But um, it says here, the Duke of York, who had 10,000 men who went around raping women. Anyway, um, the Duke of York has gone into business with a former Coots banker who quit in disgrace over allegations of sexual harassment. Prince Andrew has set up a company with Harry Keg. Is it Keg or Keo? I never know how to pronounce them sort of names there. Who left the bank, uh, Queen's Bank in March 2018 after he was accused of touching a female colleague and um, colleague inappropriately and boasting about his sexual exploits. The prince has previously faced um, um, questions over his close links to Jeffrey Epstein. Epstein. Um, and the late billionaire financier um, accused of numerous sexual offences. The new venture, um, understands, will be a vehicle for Andrew's family investments. It's named Lincells after the 18th century battle against the French in which the British were commanded by the Duke of York. Um, I just think, like, wow, wow, wow. Wow. Um, the, the tweeter wrote that this may not look like it on the surface, but... Um, um, the use of unlimited um, companies have come up um, a couple of times recently in reports. So I decided to just go through the overall list and see who else I could find using them. Using the uh, programs, I've uh, matched a copy of copy of the company's house database to the company ownership register and filtered it to just unlimited entities. Then I spent some time going through the owners on the list and spotted this story. Others who own um, these unlimited companies include David Cameron, the former prime minister embroiled in lobbying scandal, and Andrew Mills, a former government advisor who brokered a bungled 250 million PPE deal. Mm. 
Um, Cameron converted his company to unlimited status a fortnight ago amid the green seal saga and Mills converted his personal consultancy to unlimited status last October. So they clearly know something that we don't. And they're doing that. So should shit blow up about what the government has been doing in funneling money to their friends, they've all changed their things to unlimited um, status. So you can't ask us to, to, to divulge that information to you. They're, they're moving ahead. Oh, and it's just mad that these stories won't gain much traction because they're too, in they're some too ways, compl- yeah, they're too complicated for people to really understand yes. like, what kind of corruption is going on here. And that is the Queen's son. And this is the Queen that also wanted certain bills run by her that would affect her, meaning that she'd have to disclose some of her property or disclose <laughs> her earnings. Oh, we'll, 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 we'll run that um, that bill by you. <laughs> when it's time to get Prince Andrew, when it's time to, to get rid of the monarchy, we'll run it by you. Run it by you. You will get it first. Let me see if you... Run it, run it, because indeed it can run it, run and you're out. I think a lot of people will be shocked. What I actually want in the next few years is that I want a breakdown because I'm a, I I pay my taxes. I have no choice, but I pay my taxes. I want a breakdown as to where each penny is going to. I want to know how much of my money is being contributed to the royal family because I want to stop that immediately. (laughs) I don't want to pay that. I want to stop that immediately. I want to redirect that specific amount to something else. Please, I don't want to give it to that immediately. I think that I'm I'm so hopeful that that will come soon because if I find out, and I think a lot of people are going to be shocked to find out how much we're funding them, and, yeah. and, and then just literally just how much we're funding them. And I think that's one of the things that the, the royal family they know that they're in kind of hot water because it's like if people find out how much it's costing them for to you to live you, a better life, to live me. a better life, and say Solomon I, touches I, I, on it in her video that yeah. there should not be any homeless person when you've got 12 homes what the fuck is that about she is the biggest landowner i swear i keep saying it every week but i think she's the biggest landowner in the uk like so why do you need to have all that land when people are literally homeless get rid oh we'll have that conversation and then you cannot be held accountable for anything because of the draconian and antiquated divine right of kings that yes we're not using anymore because now we have a government but still it's still um, it still applies because you're not held accountable for anything that you do like you can hide you're any citizen nah no, yeah. come, come and come and yeah. come and break it down. Yeah, so, yeah, we need to get rid. Like, I don't want to be hearing that. Oh, how the queen gets to fly with no passport. Nope, I want no. to see her in the gates by yes. the gates yeah. next. Literally, when I'm waiting she's for my so, plane. Oh, she's so. I don't care. No, nope. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a heck. Yeah, give, give her priority seating. That's it. But she will. She'll be waiting by the gates like the rest of us. Simple. But what I'm is the, that about? Final gates. We won't be in the same place. Anyway, <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> boy, I just, I yeah, I genuinely think it's wild, and that Prince Andrew just gets to strut about when he's been doing all of this fuckery. It's absolutely mad to me. Um, but then the last piece of fuckery, Justin Bieber and these dreadlocks, these locks that he, um, I can't even call them. They're matted pieces of no, shit. No, no, I, I, I'm, I'm they're very, matted pieces of shit. They, they, they don't deserve to be called locks. I'm very careful to not, whenever I see white people in this house, I'm very careful to not refer to them as locks. I remember when I used to work in retail, I have some of them come in yeah. and maybe try and touch it. I'd be like, oh yeah, the, the twists are... <laughs> Oh, they get they go oh, they get hot. They're like, oh no no, these are dreads. And no. that's not. I just I don't I don't even we, and we move so on from the smelly. conversation. So smelly. I think it's so horrible. Let me tell you where my problem starts. Right, my problem starts with Justin Bieber with the song Peaches. I hate the fact that I actually like the song. Yeah. But aspects of the song seems a little bit inappropriate for him to be singing. I got peaches out in Georgia. Yeah, yeah that's, that's shit. It. I got my peaches out in Georgia. I took my chick up to the north. Yeah, what do you know about the north? No, no, no. It's not even just about him taking his chick up to the north. He goes, I took my chick up to the north. Yeah, badass bitch. 
Then you Hayley. got Haley Baldwin. Haley, it's the badass one. Is that one? Bitch. That one. I, I, then he says, I get my weed from California. You're from You're Toronto. Canadian. Yeah, You're Canadian. Mean, You're Canadian. It felt like, I don't know if I'm the first person to say it, it felt like the song was supposed to be for a black. But most songs are. That, that's what they want. Remember when he was upset that he didn't get nominated in a particular category for the Grammys? He works very hard to create a sound that is for that is that black people would ideally create. And then he'll sing it. And that's what gives him the... It's the same as Justin Timberlake. Like, you built your whole career on singing songs that were meant for black people. Yeah. Like, when um, Justin Bieber... I remember... Um, Justin Bieber. Justin Timberlake, when we were saying it in a previous episode, when I was saying that there's a particular song where he talks about... Um, that's um that's why they call you little um, little booty or something and i'm just like your wife does not have the booty yeah, you just described in the song so it can't be same. a song that you wrote you you're no, not talking about no. and the badass bitch Haley. like are you being serious and she i get a weird vibe from her as well because i remember reading one of her insta posts where she's um, carefully curated the black women that she's in conversation with and she brings in one therapist the black woman therapist and she's sitting with her and she's like so how does somebody go like being accountable on the internet because i don't think that i should be accountable to people on the internet who i don't know when um, i do something wrong and then the black woman obviously is going, yeah, of course, you should not have to feel like you need to answer to people on the internet who do not know you about certain things. And I thought, you're all dickheads together and she chose you for that specific reason. She the fact of the matter is that people in your personal life will not tell you what you need to be told when you're moving mad. So, of course, it's usually people on the internet that need to tell you that you're fucking up. But what you're trying to do is armor yourself with black people in some way who are telling you, oh, no, don't worry, you don't need to answer to them. For your mental health, you don't need to answer to them. You only answer to God, or you only your it's only answer to your, your friends and family who know you. No, sometimes answer to the internet yes. because they're the ones that don't feel care any. They don't give a fuck about your feelings. They'll tell you how it is because how is it that you have these black people who are in your life probably as rich as you? They just let you do what you're doing. And maybe they don't even have the awareness that they need to have either. So you're all just mad together. At some point, somebody needs to get you the fuck together. But I remember seeing that post and I thought, oh, I don't like you. And I yeah. think off a page. Yeah, but that's, that's your instinct, Seven, you right? Because not, lo and behold, they found some racist posts from him. Oh. They did. They did. They did. Oh. They did. So they found her using the N-word. Oh. Um, there was also a few slurs that she was using. Oh. They found her. They got her. Oh. They got her. They got your girl. They got her. The clown comes, comes back. Yeah. 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 Hey, <laughs> but it's not even it's not even your story, Shah. It's Justin Bieber's story now. Your husband. Your husband. Now with Justin Bieber, I feel it, it's be, it comes back to that conversation that we have around like you know when white people decide that they need to try and help the black community. It's never in a way where it's like okay, I'm going to help the black community and I'm still going to be authentically white. Yeah. It's now I'm going to help the black community and I'm going to I'm going to really. I'm really going to take it far yeah, yeah. with how much I do it so that I and get And I just these, make it about me. Yes. So that I get these dreads. I then benefit financially of having Martin Luther King's voice on my album. And I love how Kid Fury broke this down in the read because Kid Fury really had a problem with mm. that MLK um, quote and stuff being used in the album because he was just like, you've used this quote. And usually when you white people use the quotes about from MLK and people, like you'll use it out of context. So you put it on an album and literally the next song is about how much you miss and love your girl, want to sleep with your girl. Like you've literally put that after a Martin Luther King quote. It's not even that, you've got, a, you've got a Peaches in the same album. Same album. Because you think that that's our culture. But then again, he put out a statement then as well going, oh, 
oh, I didn't learn about black history when I was growing up in Canada. What? Because there were no black people in Canada. You fucking idiot. You didn't learn. About, okay, fine. Well, no, he okay. knew about it when he was saying when he was uh, singing nigger. one less lonely nigger. Yeah. Yeah. One less lonely nigger. You sang that, and then you came and apologized for that, quote unquote. But you continued. Why you're a liar? It's because. Was it not Usher and them man that brought you up mm. into the industry? Mm. So how is it that you've been in such close proximity to black men specifically? You know what? Now I say it, I hear it. Yeah. But you've there been you. in, <laughs> you've you know been in so, such close proximity to black men your entire career, yet you are unaware of the injustices that black people face. Like you just didn't know at all until George Floyd's murder. You just had no clue that racism was out here racisming. You're a liar. You know that it's because of racism that you've even been able to have a career. The white boy singing R&B, like that was yeah. your whole thing. So what do you mean? I mean, Journals is a banging album, but it also was. what do you mean? And the way he sung, um, you know when he sings, um, you got it, you got it bad. Yeah. Yeah, I love that as well. That's, you see, that's the I've thing. I've got to give it to you. You can yeah, sing, you can you dance, can. Yeah. but you need to stay in your lane. Please. And I think that's the thing, like, we, and that's what I love about the black community. Like, when we love white people and white artists, we love them just for them being them. Yes, do you yeah, get what I mean? Yeah. Like, when Justin Bieber was doing all the white stuff, we love that. Yeah. We never wanted him to do anything. We love doing that. Even after really you did... did One Less Lonely Nigga, we let you have journals. Yes. We let you have all and the we, other... We took journals. Oh. So it's just, it's so interesting how he really feels like he needs to go deeper and deeper and do you know what the album is not even that great and there's obviously something happening on the label side of things that they're making him churn out these albums because he wants to finish his contract, yes because yeah. it was only one album that it was changes album that we got yeah last year where he did yummy yeah like he's just not your latest stuff they're just not banging like that yeah you're getting one two singles but they're not banging like they were before but also i think it's also because he gave his life to christ um and oh. wait wait for it wait for where i'm going because when you lot go and sign up with your white hip um hipster sort of pastors they are so deeply committed to racism they're so committed to anti-blackness that even you so you were let's say before you were racist light now you're like racism concentrated because you've now gone and, and found this pastor that you believe can help you and actually, he's just racist as fuck. So it's going to take your racism up tenfold. Like, all of that is linked. Like, he's become, for me, more problematic since he started going to church because he's also added that layer of anti-blackness as well on yeah. top of it. No, I agree. I agree. I agree. I always say it's very interesting with how, like, seeing how these white people want to, you know, interact with blackness and black culture. It's just so, so interesting. MLK... How many people like look? Don't get me wrong. I love MLK. He, what he did is obviously amazing. Like, but there are loads of other yep. notable names. You no, but you go for the bait you ones. Go for the bait ones. But you, and, could have, you could have educated people. You could have educated yeah. your fellow white people and and gave us a name that we, we haven't that heard. We, that, maybe that we've heard, but people don't know much yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. No, you want to you want to go to MLK and slap it in the middle of you singing about peaches and get and your booties peaches, and, and weed. booties and weed and all of that. Anyways. So MLK had a dream, and that was the dream that, that was you would, dream. Be, able to, that you would you be able to do this. Wow! I want to know what royalties is like. What is the royalty split? As are MLK's children or family? Are they getting any money from this? But item? I love that you said that because I think that his team were very strategic in how they went about this. Because remember, Benice King tweeted that he donated money. His daughter. Yeah. yeah, she tweeted that he donated money. Justin Bieber donated money to their um, center, okay. like their, to their estate or whatever. Because people they said to him, "You can't just use the track and then not do anything." So maybe their way of getting around it. Maybe they are still giving him royalties. I don't know. But their way of getting around it was to give you one lump sum that looks like a charitable giving, but actually you're buying them out 
of having any claims to the album. I could be wrong. But even let's say that they just gave it um, charitably, although you can claim that back tax-wise anyway. Mm. But you've given that char- um, charitably, right? You knew that you needed to do something because you knew that you were going to get dragged. When people heard the song, they'd be like, why are you using that? So you try to cover your tracks by being like, oh, and I also donated to them so you can leave me alone and I can use the track how I want. And that's how they managed to tie you in in their fuckery because they'll do something that looks like it's benevolent, like it's that they're, you know, doing it from the goodness of their heart, but they also managed to intertwine you into their fuckery. So, yeah. But what got me was his actual um, statement when he, he put up on these Insta stories. All of us humans just want to be liked. I'll pause there. Fuck you. Fuck you. Because again, this is what white people love to do. Something he turns into all lives matter. Like, let's remember that we're all human. When you want to do cultural appropriation, that's when you remember that we're all human. But you mm-hmm. never address that we're all human when you are disproportionately making more money than your black counterparts. We never address it then. Mm-hmm. Um, all of us humans just want to be liked, fit in, belong, feel heard, be accepted, which are all things that you've gotten as a rich white boy. Mm-hmm. Um, we all have our own insecurities that we try and hide and we make it seem like we have it all together. Aren't we all broken? Well, I mean, talk for yourself, Sean. <laughs> I've done the work. <laughs> I've done my work. How dare you? Aren't, Aren't we, all, we broken? all broken? What the Some hell? Some of us are broke. Let's yeah. start there. Let's start there. And that's where, it's, that's where it stops. And that's where, it, that, do you get me? That's all it is. Broken, you know. Oh, we can all hide behind superficial things. But the truth is we are all hurting. The answer can't be within ourselves. I'm fine. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> the answer must be in a perfect one who can rescue us from our humanness again this can you see what i'm saying about whiteness and like he the the christianity that he leans on the one that eradicates any sort of difference in um um like race um or anything like that yeah just tries to erase and dismiss that and make it out like we're all the same no we're not no we're not stop trying it so because we're all the same you're basically saying because we're all the same that means i can have these locks they're not locks they're lax Um, (laughs) i love that they're lacking (laughs) right so you can have that and and nobody can call you out on it fuck off fuck off um the one who designed us and knew us before we were formed the one who knows the end from the beginning the creator of the ocean and the mountains god's plan is better than our own trust him so was it God's plan that you should have those lacks? I don't know, honestly. And I think it's so... It's just like people people bring in so many different references just to try and justify or explain away their appropriation. Yes, yes. It, you sh- like, literally, and it's, it's, it's just wild to me. Like, if you've got the right people around you, you would not have resorted to getting dreads. Yeah. Look at how much you can do with your hair. Like, what are you doing dreads for? And you're not, they're not going to grow, grow like dreads. Right. They're just going to get matted and cut it off. Get yeah. out of my face. And somebody said here, Justin Bieber's wife, Hayley, leaves a group chat dedicated to her black fans after they called her out um, on her husband's triggering dreads. Um, media personality Hayley Bieber leaves chat um, for her black fans after they called her out. At the height of Mrs. Bieber's backlash over her racist comments, a few months ago, she made a group chat to address and speak on black issues to her black fans, but not publicly. Again, and that post that I saw from her was a few weeks ago. So literally, you haven't learnt from this situation because you're basically saying that why should people on the internet be able to call me out over what I said? Mm -hmm. I think it's wild. Um, Yeah, they were going for her. They were going for her. Yeah, they were going for her and she was just ignoring everything that she was... um, what she was what she was being told and she just left the chat literally she left the chat because she was just like yeah i'm not gonna do it so you're basically and 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 but going back to justin you're basically telling us that it's god's plan for you to appropriate 
because we're all human so i should have access to anything that other humans have access to the same way that you thought you had access to that hip-hop album or r&b album whatever the fuck that you thought that you were deserving of at the grammys you are peak whiteness like your peak whiteness and that i should be able to have anything that i want but also i want to disregard anything that um matters culturally that can't involve me that's why you're saying oh well i didn't learn about and um, black history when i was in canada so all of this stuff is so new to me and i wanted to put mlk's um quote there because i wanted it to inspire us all you're a liar you're a liar and i'm disgusted by people that are even your friends because i don't know what you could possibly have in common but Honestly, okay whatever. i mean clearly you weren't inspired enough by mlk's speech because you would have never done that right you haven't learned anything that a lot was of you not the dream doing this a lot of this is a nightmare <laughs> mlk's yes. nightmare yes. is what you are yes yeah boy so that's that for so you mad anyway straw of the week aka suck your mum we've only got two major entries this week and we've Wait got to we've, we, we've danced around it and the episode's already long as fuck anyway but we're gonna be wrapping it up now oh how do we do this no clark no clark mm. woo, woo, woo. i want to start off by saying that if you've been listening to this uh, podcast for a while you've always noticed how tense and how kind of stiff i get whenever no clark um is brought up or i always try to talk about what happens to him but i always try to talk about it factually because for years i've always felt some type of way and so i remember when sadiq first started on a podcast and we were talking about um no clark being cut out of the promo uh, poster for one of um his jobs or whatever and we're talking about it and i kind of there was an awkward silence from me because i was just like this guy's a problem and i can't quite um put my finger mm -hmm. on it mm -hmm. but i know he's a problem i did not expect that that problem would be that you har sexually harassed allegedly 20 women that have come forward that have come forward i'm with you on that do you know what i think for me it started from the claims that adam deacon Whew! was making all those years back i remember the first time this was the first round that adam came with it i remember thinking oh my god guys come on Personal issues, guys, two men, you sort it out between yourselves. Why yeah. why are any of you bringing this on a timeline? Yeah. And this was at, this was like literally probably at the height of Noel's um, success. So it was yeah. probably when he's just come out with one of the adulthood of fatherhood. Yeah. So that made, you know, that was that. And then Adam Deacon came out with it again. And then that's when I started to suspect Noel Clark. And that's when I started to think, hold on, you can't be, you can't, you can't be this good guy that you claim to be. Yeah. Like Adam Adam was it, it felt like Adam was screaming yes. about it. And nobody was listening to him. And then you remember they they started. They weaponized running. his mental health there against him. And, and he are. got sectioned there we are. because of that there as we well. Are because of that. So he was pretty much silenced. Now, here's the thing. I do appreciate that the two things are slightly different. But where where it comes down to it being the same thing is that Adam was making a claim on Noel's character. But the thing is, Adam also did give specific he, specifics. He was just like, "No, nah, you touch people." He said it at did the he time. Say it? Yeah, okay. I can't he remember said, him saying that. And what I want to make sure at this point, I even issue an apology to Adam Deacon because the thing is, he followed me. I think there was one time that I tweeted about something that happened to Noel Clark or whatever, and then he followed me, and he was like he was tweeting at me but because the tweets were written in such a kind of i can't explain it, like a, a haphazard way like it just threw me off i was just like what am i meant to do with this no i didn't block him okay. i may have soft blocked him but it was just a lot it was just it was a lot, a lot and, and i didn't know what i was meant to do with that right now i'm looking back on it and i was just like this guy was literally telling everybody like everybody and adam wherever you are baby boy you tried you tried but at the end of the day 
See, when you do clownery, the clown comes back to bite. Yep. And, you know, you tried to show us that he was doing clownery, but don't worry, now the clown is biting. Yep. The clown is definitely biting. Big, to the point where he has lost... BAFTA his, dropped his, it. Ba BAFTA viewpoint that was the show that he the was The last on. episode, they didn't They're air it. They're not running it. And, you know, people are really, you know... They're really, they're really dealing with him the, the way that they need to, but I just feel like it's a lot of this has been delayed. And so I have to ask, as some other people have already asked, like, who did you offend this time? You touched one pussy too many. You Ooh. grabbed one pussy too many. You grabbed the wrong read-write pussy Ooh. at that time because you grabbed one well-connected pussy um, and... That was it. That you was you touched the wrong person on this occasion because this is something that's been happening for years and it's clear that people have tried to say something for years. Yet this energy that came about now means that you've gone and offended someone specific who has enough connections and enough power to be like, nah, you fucked you with the are, wrong one. Yes, there you are. And this is why I say that predators, a lot of them, well, pretty much all of them need to be treated like wild animals. Yeah. Because that's what he was. He was. That's what he was doing. He was behaving like a wild animal to the point where he was trying it with any and everyone. Yeah. And just like you said, he tried it with the wrong, the wrong, wrong, wrong. All of yeah. them are the wrong ones, but yeah. he tried it with the wrong, wrong one. Yeah. Um. That's the situation that we find ourselves in. So, the the claims they they start from as far back as kidnapping. Yeah, two thousand and two, two thousand and five. Yeah. yeah. Probably yeah. To to when when did adulthood come out? Because I, I I read the story right, and there was one part of the story about um a sex scene that uh one of the actors wasn't comfortable filming with yeah, him on yeah. adulthood or always adulthood. writing that in for himself always writing yeah. that in and then even and it's funny because when you actually go watch back some of these scenes it's like that scene didn't need to even be like that they, they, he, people have been saying for years that he's got all of these gratuitous sex scenes in that do not need to be no. there but he was just like but that's my artistic inclination and i can do what i want but people have been noticing that something's often and you're going to choose like the prettiest girls have them in these compromising situations with you for what for your own just for you for, for for you to enjoy mad that was shocking that was shocking but i know that i feel like the story is bigger than what we think it is because much bigger yes because people have sat in a room and they've said okay i am going to call up the makeup artist that works with him yeah. on this set like do you know how much work? 2006 you know, there we are do you know how much work no clock has done yes they have invested they have literally called everybody that was willing to speak yeah and these are the accounts that they got. And of course, some people are going to vouch for him. Some people are going to have... Naked auditions. Naked auditions. Is your father fucking mad? Naked auditions. Do you know how upsetting this is to read as um, as a, as an actress? The fact that you're when you go to... When I was at Brit school, you're the way that you're taught, even with that stupid teacher that we had, very predatory, Nick Brown, um, you're brought up to... Or you're raised within the school system or the drama school system to believe that you must do any and everything to get that role. You must secure that role you know if the director knows best you know nothing you're just a shit a piece of shit actor and the director let the director lead you to your glory so if a director wants you to come in and do a naked audition then you do that nobody should be having to do a naked audition you don't need to see my body prior to recording you'll get an idea of my body from the measurements and from full length photos but for me to be naked he said he wanted to see how comfortable they were on screen but what's mad is that he then denied ever filming it so how is it that people knew what exactly what the person looked like and the haircut that they had wow and what's so mad is that he denies everything but one off comment yes 
and that one of comment is one that did you yes because you, by that you confirmed everything else because you're a mad person Seth here Gina Powell worked for Clark as a producer between t- September 2014 and March 2017 producing Brotherhood she told The Guardian that Clark would constantly harass her on one occasion telling her that when he hired her he had planned to fuck her and fire her before deciding to keep her on she also alleges that Clark would brag about storing sexually ex- explicit pictures and videos on his hard drive, including footage he told her he had secretly filmed during naked auditions. Do you know what kind of sleaze bag admits to that? And I and we've got to talk about the elephant in the room. A lot of these accounts that we're seeing are white and Asian women, mm-hmm. right? That's what, huh? what he likes. Right, but also I don't doubt that there are black women that he's also done this to. But I like the fact that black women, if he if they are part of this. They stayed back. White women, you go forward. You go forward and you handle this because it seems like it's majority anyway, white women. And now that's why people are... Some we I read a, a Daily Mail post that um, one of his actress friends is saying that this is a racist witch hunt, da, 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 that they're trying to vilify a man of colour. He's black. Um, try, when he starts rising to the top. Why is that always your argument for everything? When he starts rising to the top, he's been... He was, why why should why is that your argument for everything if it's a black woman that wrote that you're a piece of shit if it's a white woman who wrote that this isn't how you do um, racist support this isn't how you do black (laughs) lives matter because this is how all of you you always manage to overstep like now you think that everything oh i'm going to talk about race here he's a black man he doesn't deserve this we know that historically black men have been um, accused of um sexual assault and um, sexual misconduct um, falsely we are aware of that 20 20 from 20 women who don't know each other from anywhere from different years. Impossible. 20. Impossible. 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 <laughs> Be serious. Be the fuck serious. Don't get me wrong. There are racial elements to this because we could talk about the speed with which everybody gathered together and bang, 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 bang. Well, you didn't have that energy for other people you didn't have um, that energy for other white actors even if they got what they, you know what was due to them eventually you did not move with this speed but so many of you are suddenly moving with speed and let me tell you one thing i fucking hate in this life i hate now that we're at it i hate and now that we're at it bitch you only have something to say now that we're at it mm-hmm. Case in point, London School of Drama, or whatever you call your dramatic arts that you call yourself, you wrote a statement that you said, oh, when it was revealed to us, I've got to even bring it up. Do you have it up? Let's find that. Because I read that and I thought, I'm sickened because you're a literal, yeah, you're a literal drama school and you let this happen? Go for it. Yeah. The London School of Dramatic Art, LSDA, wish to formally offer our full support to all the brave women who have recently shared their stories as part of the recent investigation into the numerous allegations of sexual harassment committed by Noel Clark. Like most people, we are appalled by the sheer number of people who have come forward and the nature of these accusations. What is even sadder for us is that a number of these women are members of the LSDA family. <laughs> we especially reach out to them so that they know that we trust you and stand in solidarity with you. <laughs> in 2011, Noel was invited to join our board of directors. It was agreed that his involvement would solely be in an advisory capacity and in no way would he be involved in either the management or, or, of or teaching within the school. Noel was invited to speak to our students on a limited number of occasions, each time in the capacity of an industry talk slash Q&A session. It came to our attention that on one occasion, he took it upon himself to turn one of these Q&A sessions into a practical acting workshop. We were informed that in this unsanctioned class, he set up improvisation exercises in which the students were told that they had to get undressed and get ready for 
dead. You're a fucking idiot. So who was in the room with him? So you left your you left your students alone in the room with him, and then you lot went where? And you're that saying that crazy. Oh, oh, oh. Oh. Ah. Our response was to no longer schedule Noel to take unsupervised sessions with immediate effect. Mm-hmm. Today, we have been provided with further details about what happened in this session. And another session was previously unknown to us that has shocked us. What other session? What other s- These people need to get sued. <laughs> Had we known about these details at the time, we would have ended up, we would have ended the professional relationship with between Noel and our school with immediate effect. We would like to stress that it is, that it is never appropriate to ask students, students to remove their clothes, nor is it acceptable to suggest that there is any sort of obligation to do so in order to advance your career. This is not what LSDA stands for. Okay, because it stands for London School of Dramatic Arts. But right, carry on. and that's what you guys should be doing. <laughs> we, have worked to, we have worked hard to build up an environment at LSDA, which is a safe space for all our students to learn and develop as both actors and individuals. We understand that there is a power imbalance between students and staff, and it is our responsibility to always have the students' well-being at the forefront of all that we do. Go for it. Noel has not been active at LSDA since 2015. Stop right there. Stop right, rascal out there. You we stupid. caught you. We caught you. Caught you. We got them, ladies. See, when you do clownery, the clown comes back to bite. How dare you? When Twitter literally exists, you lying pieces of shit. You lie. When Twitter literally exists, you said that you know has not been active at LSDA since 2015. Here is a tweet from you in 2016, 21st of June 2016. You say, thank you, Noel Clark, for a really good chat at LSDA today. Feeling very inspired. And do you know why this is major? Because in 2011, <laughs> you knew what he was doing. <laughs> Nah, these people need to get sued. It's not even a joke. It the is not tearing that even you deserve? a joke. Cool. And then they end their then they end their silly statement with sexual harassment, intimidation, abuse, and bullying are completely unacceptable in or out of the workplace. We wish to show solidarity with the women who have stepped forward and stand with them in an effort to change toxic behavior in our industry. Let me tell you, if I was one of those women, <laughs> not only would you be stepping forward to change it, you would be paying me. LSDA, loaded straws defending abusers that's oh, your new name that's that was and that was on the spot <laughs> <laughs> you bitches wow imagine writing a statement where you're just telling on yourself line after line but you thought you were doing something i'm i'm a, I'm, a, I'm shocked that they revealed you know that session not that they session, and then another se- yes but because they couldn't deny it anymore because it was gonna, gonna come out it was gonna come out and like they said some of the people that spoke out went to their school so they're going to say that also in your school is where we started knowing of this guy. So they had to say something. They couldn't. That's why they opened with that. Oh, cancel this guy. Oh. Absolutely disgusting. And it's just... When you when you, when you you deal with predators, you know that they cannot even help themselves. Like, yeah. it will slip out. There is, no, there is no one predator in this world that can fully mask their bad behavior you worked, with, you. you worked with someone and then you emailed them oh go and check your snapchat they go to their snapchat and there's a picture of your dick right and then now you're saying through your lawyers that i never sent that luckily for her she kept the receipts and she was like here is a screenshot right of you doing that right but i was thinking that wouldn't he he would he would know like it was that that's the only thing that i was thinking that hold on why would he be quick to deny that dick pic if actually snapchat sent you a screenshot of send you an alert sorry yeah when someone said when someone takes a but screenshot that's why i'm good because i people like me have two phones yeah that's what i was thinking and, and that. maybe that's why people, she was, she took a picture because yeah. obviously she's thinking no clock sent me something on snapchat let me go let me let me get another phone yeah let me get another phone to make sure 
So but she, he was relying on the fact that he was never alerted that she took a screenshot, that it didn't exist. So that goes to show you the mind state of this predator, that because he thought he didn't exist, he was already ready to destroy her character and be like, that never happened. That only, never for, happened. only for the Guardian to be like, oh, but and girl, it did. It, yes, and the Guardian said, we've seen the dick we've seen it. There was also another instance, right, where he's gone out with someone and then maybe he's made like a sexual advance on them and they didn't have it. And then the next day he sent them an emoji with the shh. And then when his lawyers now came back and they said, oh, but she was being flirtatious as well. You're sounding like the, the defense for a rapist. Yes. Like literally everything you're saying, she was flirtatious. How? How do you, how do you, how do you um, quantify flirting? How? You only have his, um, his, his words to go on. It's the she, fact that the, the lawyers... A woman could be standing still silent. A man will say she's flirting. Mm-hmm. So what now? Or blink in the other direction. Uh, I'm disgusted, but I'm not surprised. <sighs> and that might come as a shock to some people, but I'm not surprised. That's why I've always felt wary about him. When he did that BAFTA speech that I saw people that I respected, like reposting and saying, no, oh, bro, this spoke to me so much. I messaged certain people and I was like, in case, I don't know how your news gets to you, but in case you haven't seen this, this is what's happening with your boy. No response. Wait, what was that at the time? Hmm? What was that at the time when you messaged people? What was happening at the time that you? This, when the story broke. When was, when was that? Just this week or last week. Oh, oh, but when did he accept the BAFTAs? The week before. Oh, sorry, I thought the BAFTAs was way before that. No. They, they actually speak about the BAFTAs. They said that he looks quite awkward in yeah, accepting and Yeah, but then the BAFTAs, they sent... They sent... Like no. a, they sent a message around to people. Well, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm a BAFTA member. <laughs> so I just put that in there now. Just to um, let y'all know. Just to let y'all know. Just to let y'all know. I've been waiting on that, so that's it. I was trying to spill the tea. Yeah, we're I, looking at each other. And I spilled like... it on myself. <laughs> <laughs> I spilled it on myself. But um, they sent an email out to everyone, and they were just like, "Oh, just to let you know that we did not." Um, yeah, we did not know about this. The way that The Guardian wrote it, that's not how it happened. We did not know prior to giving him the award that all of this has happened. Otherwise, we'd not have given it to him. But The Guardian's like, nah, we let you know this before the award stuff happened. So I don't know who's saying what. Some miscommunication know, there. But I'm staying out of that in terms of BAFTA's part. But to me, everything is just extremely wild. But when he posted, when that video was posted of him and he went viral and people were like, and other celebs were like, oh my God, this spoke to me, da, da, da. I didn't click like. I didn't comment, nothing. Because to me, I just like, this guy, I don't know what it is about him. He just makes me very, very uncomfortable. Um, Yeah, and I think even when I spoke about him on the show, I was just like, I was speaking about him in principle. I was just like, I don't know him personally. I kept stressing that. But this is what I'm going to say about this situation. But yeah, I just think like a straw for you, Noel Clark, absolute predator, allegedly. But you can have a straw in the meantime. Plenty of straws. Have 20 straws. Yeah, because we're going to stay on this story. There will be developments. Yes. So we'll come back. We'll come back to it. We'll come back. And um, as for LSDA, oh, oh. You are the ones, you are the ones to me that deserve an extra dragging because it's institutions um, such as yourself that allow for this to happen and put young, um, to put actresses in harm's way. Very and you, and you And you normalise that culture of um, actresses being violated. And so very responsible, disgusting behaviour. You have a duty of care, a major one at that. And, and you at... flopped it. You oh. absolutely flopped it. So a straw for all of you absolute fuckers. Yes. Um, yeah, it's just absolutely wild. But I saw that, you know, his co-host or co, um, co-actor, co uh, whatever, he's um, on their show, Ashley Waters. Ashley he was Waters. Like, he filed a statement she and said, I'm not, I'm not in it. I'm not, yeah. I'm not in it. And look, I, I hope that Ashley Waters truly... 
stands by that statement. I feel like it was very quick to get it out there, which is which is fine. Which but is, they've been in a series together. I think they've had like three seasons, so yeah, you yeah. needed to say needed something. Needed to say something, which is fine. I just you know, I just I'm just always wary with people that are close to people like that. Nothing, like, nothing how, against like, how him. Did you like, not how did you see not? It? Yeah. How did you not know? But this is the thing. I feel like that's the thing that this where like men kind of get caught in it because it's like you see certain things and you're like much of that should i be addressing yeah this is, i get it but it's just i don't know i think uh, maybe this might be a lesson for you as well like you know. i think that's a beautiful way to look at it actually because now you're seeing how somebody else's misbehavior and um and misconduct and just their predatory ways can now affect your bag and affect your yes. career and affect your life right yes. because all of you are quick to say oh i don't speak to my bros online about certain things i speak to them offline i pull my boys off off um, pull them up offline <laughs> Where's the offline happening? Because now see what's happening. Exactly. Now see. Exactly. The shows have been cancelled left, right and centre yes. because of what? And I'm sure you also had some other projects together in the works. Done. Nope. Dead. Now, why? Because of the times that you saw him having a cheeky grab of a bum cheek or making inappropriate comments, you didn't, you didn't say, say anything. anything. You didn't say anything because you thought it was all right. And that's, that's exactly what I'm saying. And I feel like with Ashley Walters, where I don't know if you remember, he was kind of like blacklisted. Yeah, he, kind of, he got blackballed. He was kind of he kind of had a little bit of yeah. an issue in the industry where but he wasn't he getting a lot of work. Yeah, and he wasn't getting a lot of work and yeah. all of this and like that. So actually, him being able to be on that show and get every and other thing else is through him forging relationships. Yes. So I, I I just hope he's able to continue to work and do all of that. But I just it's just it's just one of those things people don't like. And like, but he doesn't want to be blackballed twice, which is why I think yeah, he's exactly. very quick to, to, to say put that statement on this, out. I'm yeah. not involved in this. But let's, let's let's not put that statement out and then be calling no and then giving him words of Bro, words I'm so with sorry them. That no, no. This let no, let no. let that not happen because you know they'll be quick to to run an article. Oh, yeah. leaked emails. Let yeah. do not talk to no clock at all. Yeah. If he calls you, say broke hang up. If this you go line. to an event and he's there, put your mask on and run away. Honestly, literally stay away, especially if you care. But and I'm sure, and I know he loves his wife. He they just yeah. got a new house. I'm sure he's very serious. You've about worked that. so hard to be able yeah. to provide all of those things. Don't go and fuck it up Don't now fuck it because up. another man's fuckery. Yes, leave no clock. Leave no. One clock. person I saw them tweet like, "Oh, why are you trying to keep yourself out of it, Ashley? When you grabbed my breast in this date, da 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 da." da. Oh my but what's mad about that is that he was in jail at the time. Oh. Whew. The date that she put, he was in jail at the time. So oh. I was just like, "What?" And she's like, "I've got proof." And someone was like, maybe it was someone pretending to be him because he was literally in jail, in jail. at the time that you're specifying. Yeah, some of you need to just, yeah. Some Not all need, black men you, look alike. Yeah, I'm really please, sorry. Oh, please, when you guys are coming with, with tweets, tweet with a clear head, please. Some <laughs> 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 well, these people just be high all the time. Tweet with a clear head because that's probably what's doing you. But Don't yeah. get your weed from California. No, don't. I'm a big fan of Ashley Waters. Ever since Get Rich or Die Trying, he was one of the first, you know, black British actors that yeah. actually did that move do you get what i mean i i like him there's something about him that i like yeah, i, I like know him personally he's, he's, but i just like he's um he's kind of like a laid-back g like i feel like yeah do you get what i mean like you yeah yeah you, you know he's he dangerous yeah, yeah exactly he's trying to get his life right yeah, don't make him he's another dickhead in recovery i'd say like yeah. you can tell that he's been through some shit he's trying to get his life right but don't tempt him don't, don't tempt him yes. don't catch okay. him on the wrong day yeah. he's trying to use all of these other talents to stay away from that life don't yes. let him use his other talent a retired older yeah right that's okay. it him and gigs that they give me that energy that yes. like, i feel like i have to do a small kneel when i see yeah. them like hello uncle <laughs> hello uncle that's one g to another g yes. hello uncle they do not play no so i i like that but um yeah no clock go suck your mum um very much so and then the last straw of the week goes to um police officer what's his name is it benjamin kemp benjamin, oh, let me bring it up 
Police officer was always doing something. Um, so this police officer, Met Police officer, has been dismissed after using up to 34 baton strikes on a black wow. teenage girl. She was 17-year-old, uh, 17-year-old girl with learning disabilities. A Metropolitan Police Officer, PC Benjamin Kemp, 32 years old, based at MPS Northeast Command, has been found guilty of gross misconduct and dismissed with immediate effect after a police disciplinary panel concluded that he used excessive force on a 17-year-old black girl with learning disabilities in East London on 9th of May 2019. The girl's name has been anonymised um, as XAB to protect her identity. Following the incident, a police complaint was made by the girl's mother and the NHS Trust staff members resulting in an investigation by the Independent Office for Police Conduct, the IOPC. I always find it interesting when they are in the police... Are investigating I, I, you're investigating yourselves. What, what are sense. you planning to find? For, and for the nurses and doctors at that hospital to look at that girl and be like, nah, the police officer did this to you? Imagine. Imagine. And not a truck, not a lorry, a police officer. Oh. Anyway, at the hearing, which took place between 28th and 30th of April 2021, PC Kemp admitted breaching the standards of professional behaviour in relation to authority, respect and courtesy at the level of misconduct, but denied using excessive force. So you, you stupid motherfucker whose life will never, ever be good again. It was never good before, but it will never, ever be good again. And it will never be good for the rest of your family and your entire lineage. You think that you could hit somebody 34 fucking times with a baton. Even me, I had to hit myself with the headphones then. Like, you, 34 times, a 17-year-old girl. How much do you want to bet that she's dark-skinned as well? Because the reason I say that is because you would never whack up a, a white girl 34 times with a baton because you'd see it show instantly. Like, the, from the first, boom, skin's gone red, start turning blue. Like, you wouldn't do that. Light-skinned girl, same, boom. Maybe you'll hit five times, ten times. You'll stop after a while because you're like, rah, that's mad. A dark-skinned black girl? Because you're not seeing that bruise come up straight away, you continue whacking Literally and whacking and whacking. Bag. Ah, wow. So it goes on to say um, the misconduct panel heard that the teenager had run away from a group while on an escorted walk and having some become distressed, flagged down a police car near a main road. I want to stop there again. This is what I'm saying about um, Makaya, Makaya, Makaya Bryant. Yeah, yeah, Bryan, Bryan. Now news has been shared about her that even um, a couple of weeks prior to that knife incident, her sister had also called from the foster home saying that she really wanted to get out because of the, the way toxic. that they were being... Yeah, because yeah. of the way that they were being treated there. So that goes to show you just how bad that environment was. And for her to call the police, yes, she came out with a knife, but she called the police and say all of that and then still get shot. They didn't shoot her in the leg to um to stop her moving to immobilize her you shot her in the chest four times four times when when do you ever need to shoot someone in the chest four times and so i'm giving this example again because makaya makia wasn't a dark and wasn't a light-skinned black girl and again we have to take into account her build as well because for some reason, when you're bigger, um, when you are darker. not, when, when you're darker, you are not afforded anything to do with femininity. Because femininity was, in, in the way that we understand it in the Western sense, was solely created to ostracize black women. So you've done all of that now. You've called for help, thinking that, well, if they're helping everybody else, surely they'll help me. And then you get end up getting killed in the process. Now we bring it to XAB, this young girl, this 17-year-old girl. She's fragged down police because she's distressed from getting away from her group. Clearly, she's neurodivergent in some way where she's managed to get away from her group, doesn't know how to get back to them. But what she does know is that police are meant to be able to help her. 
So she's trying to flag down police, distressed, and she's communicating this in a way that if it were a white person, they'd probably understand that something's happening in terms of like her learning or her mental health. And they'll be like, oh, oh, okay, let's try to de-escalate this situation and help her. But what you saw there was an angry black girl, which is also why I think she had to be darker skin. Angry black girl, boom, let's get on it. So they go on to say um, that uh, she flagged down the police car near a main road. Um, the girl informed officers that she was a vulnerable child with mental health issues. She initially agreed to get into the police car, but then exited. The panel heard that PC Kemp attempted to handcuff her. And when this was unsu unsuccessful, he used CS spray less than a meter from oh her face. God. Within seconds, he started using his baton and, and in total struck her up to 34 times. The panel concluded that PC Kemp was striking her with his baton during and after she was tasered by another officer. So she was tear sprayed. She was whacked oh, with a baton and she was tasered on top of that. But look at the fact that this girl disclosed to them, I'm, I've got mental health um, issues and um, I've gotten away from my group and I need to find them. She disclosed everything to them and they still treated her in this way. Why? Because what they thought that they weren't, that she wasn't going to be um, believed. And this goes out to Sadiq Khan that, yeah, we're still going to vote for you in the May 6th elections, but I need to let you know that you're a waste man. Because whenever I asked you about qu um, questions to do with the police, you're telling me, oh, well, they're going to wear more body cams. What, what's that doing right now? What's that fixing right now? So we, we can all see it. Uh, right. And then even when you have the footage, you don't give a shit. He's only dismissed. Nothing else. He's just dismissed. I want her parents to take up a civil case against him. He, they need to. They need to. And I swear, if they release the name, I would have reached out and said, please, if you need help with the money, for, I will please. Yes, will we'll do a GoFundMe. Take please. out a civil case against these take motherfuckers. It out because right AC12, not, they're not going to make it. No. We, a civil case. suit straight away. I, I'm, I'm, I, I want to trust that that's what they're doing. Because if I, want, I truly want to trust that that's what they're doing. Because now that they've got this because um, now you yeah, can now take you, it to the civil yeah, case yeah because now you're dismissed yes. cool now let's deal with it um, human to human as Justin Bieber would say yes. let's go let's go because for it to be um, bad enough for you to be dismissed now let's deal with the intricacy. they will win the civil suit they will win the civil suit and it should be against the Met but that's why they yeah, yeah. that's why they dismiss them because they don't want to have to put the bill oh but, but they will Oh, they will because remember it was in, it happened in 2019 yes while he was still serving. Because go. when um, um, Sarah Everard was killed, you crusty bitch, Christina Dick, said, oh, well, he wasn't on duty at the time. This motherfucker was on duty when he did that. While another officer, and I also want the name of the other officer, the one that was tasered and while you saw her being whacked up with a baton. Yes. I want your name as well. So they were on duty. They were literally in a police car when they committed this. So now what? Now what? What's your answer for that, Shocking. Dick? It says here, after the hearing... Um, it was determined by the panel that PC Kemp breached police standards of professional behaviour relating to use of force and authority, respect and courtesy, and that gross misconduct was proven. Um, what gets me about this is that they said, um, somebody, um, what was it, the solicitor for her said, um, this is a deeply disturbing case where a black child with learning disabilities was brutalised and assaulted by a police officer in circumstances where she needed care and protection. There have been too many cases of disproportionate force being used by police officers upon members of the black community. Today's finding of gross misconduct and dismissal by the panel sends a powerful message that more needs to be done by the Met Police to train frontline officers in how they deal with vulnerable members of the public. We also call on the CPS to review its decision not to charge Kemp with assault. I cannot believe they didn't charge him. They didn't charge him with assault. And what gets me also is that they said that they couldn't find anything that was um, that made this racially aggravated. And that's what I hate about the nature Oof. of racism. And that's what I was telling you motherfuckers last, was it two weeks ago, when I hurt my foot? And I was talking about the fact that 
what gets me about racism is that I can't, I can't, can't it. I could, yeah. yeah, I can't say to you here, it's not tangible, it's not palpable, I can't hold it and say, here you go, this is proof, because that's how it shapeshifts. The whole point of it is that it manages to permeate every crevice of society, but you can't call it and say that this is what's happened because there are other incon- in- incompetences and inconsistencies that people will look at first before they look at that. But the fact of the matter is for black people to have that as a consideration shows you that racism is present anyway. So for the fact that PC Benjamin Kemp did not say, you fucking nigger bitch, black bitch, while he was hitting her, let's tells you that, oh, it's got nothing to do with race. But the way you know it's got something to do with race is when has that been done to a white girl? When has that I'm amount of force? Why? When has that amount of force been used on a seventeen-year-old white girl? When? It's impossible. Right then. So then, that's where we know that it's to do with race. So don't tell me anything else. So fuck you, anybody that's like. But how do we know it's got anything to do with race? And what was she doing at the time? She did everything she was meant to do. She did everything she was meant to do, and you lot still hit thirty-four times. You you whacked her with a baton and to the point that the nurses free. saw her and they were like, Nah, nah, <laughs> nah this is mad. So suck your mother for eternity after her, her pussy's been sprayed with CS spray. Yes, That's what you and should tasers. do. And, t- and tasers, you dumb bitch. Flat. You absolute prick. And that goes with the other one that was there at the scene as well. Fuck you too, you little bitches. You're absolutely abhorrent. You're a disgrace. You're an absolute disgrace to humanity. Fuck you. Anyway, that's that for this week's episode of SYM. Quite a few straws. Ah, Quite a few straws. We've got nothing left. (laughs) They'll always be. They're (laughs) they're self-replenishing. There will always be straws. Straws are abundant. As long as there's fuckery, there will always be straws. Period. So thank you to Skillshare and ExpressVPN for sponsoring this week's episode. You can find me on patreon.com forward slash Kalechi Okafor or Kalechi Okafor at Say Your Mind Pod. You could find me on Twitter and Instagram at Sadiq OJN. Yes, and that's it for this week. I've been Kalechi Okafor. With Sadiq. And this has been SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right, suck uh, your mom. And we'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye. Peace. It's the Ben's Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Baby sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are go sippy yo Hard time scrolling for your long trots You might learn something you never know Collect you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind